pot of gold. This is classy. Thank you. What's well, a? It's kind of it's kind of short. Should have given you this side. Why? Aren't you taller? I think. Doesn't look like it. Well, I'm wearing boots. So I don't wear flats for nobody. Never. No. This thing needs batteries. I think. Fuck it. Um. They're very comfortable. No. It would really I mean, be for you. No, it wouldn't be. My first book of uppercase letters. Oh yeah, sorry, my last guest left <laughs> that. Colton? Um, really? Sorry, I'll get that back to him. You brought uppercase letters? Hey, you gotta start somewhere. Yeah, nice. I could really use a change of scenery. Yeah. Everybody's smoking all the greenery. Yeah. Close the match because they were handed down to me. But I'm still fly. I'm still fly. I know. I'm still fly. I'm still fly. Let's go. It could all be worse. I could be a hater like you. It could all be worse. Close to make the man, but that poison's gonna chew you. Chest now, say it with your chest I'm now. Young, I'm free. Can't nobody take me here and now. It's my time to ride it out. It's my time. It's my time. It's my time to ride. child named Colton. So we've oh. got that book from him. Oh, that makes more sense. You want one of these? Sure. They're delightful. What kind of? IPA. Oh, of course. Are you um, not an IPA fan? Oh, I'm definitely an IPA fan. Okay. I say of course because that's the good kind of beer. Right. It's usually freezing in here, so I warmed it up first, and now it's hot. It is kind of hot. That's right. Keep your clothes on. It's not that kind of show. <laughs> so my cousin Katie says hi, by the way. Oh, hi, Katie. She said, oh, Jeff's such a nice guy. I'm like, that's strange. That's how you remember him from childhood, because sometimes it's real hit and miss. It's a mixed bag. <laughs> that's, I was like, wow, I'm impressed that that was a reaction. Oh, that tastes good. It does. Sorry about the wand not working. Oh, what does the wand do? It's got UV light. Mm sanitizing the microphone so I don't have to spray stuff on it. Oh, that. I don't care. Kelly was the last one to use it, so. Mm. I probably died. If you then. get COVID, it's her fault. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you probably won't. Mm -mm. Probably not. It's my kid Friday. So nice. My kids go to their dad's on this Wednesday uh -huh. for five nights and like, not that Ooh. I don't love my kids, but when it's that Wednesday where they're going for five days, I'm like. On a Wednesday. So yeah. yeah, they left like 10 minutes ago when I drove out here. Oh, yeah. So you're just getting started. Yeah, just, just getting started. And I swear my neighbors, they're these old men. They're like out watching the dad drive up and then the kids run out and they're like, dad. And then like, I could see my neighbors in the yards behind as I walk out to like, you know, debrief him on 
things that need to be debriefed really quick. I'm talking to him and the old ass men neighbors are just like watching, mm -hmm. listening, like, hmm, there's baby daddy. And then like, literally I walk back in my house, put my dog in the kettle, walk out of my house with beer in my hand and drive off. <laughs> and the old man neighbors were like, looking at me like, there she goes. Out to cause trouble. <laughs> Wild times. Look at her go. On a Tuesday. I have the speech uh, that I wrote you in high school. Oh, that is entertaining. Is it you have it because I sent it to you a year ago? <laughs> yeah, and I, I hadn't read it because I thought it would be embarrassing. <laughs> it's not. It's gold. Um, well, we're, we'll, we'll read it. It's quite, we'll, we'll see. It's quite funny. Who painted this? Me. That's pretty cool. It was really fun. I bet. Actually, I don't. I hate painting. <laughs> a I, lot. I like painting. Um, this was a different kind of painting anyway, though. It was, True. It was fun. Okay, this isn't working. Like, I painted my entire house by myself with a four-inch brush. That's a lot of painting with a four-inch brush. <laughs> Two summers ago, that I did not enjoy. You know, enjoy. they make bigger brushes. Yeah, I wanted to do a real good job. Mm -hmm. And I really, like... Went in the cracks, you know? Anything bigger was gonna make it look sloppy. I think you need to get Madeline Moore on here. This She was uh, scheduled was she? to be, I guess, a couple weeks ago. Mm. But she canceled um, and we rescheduled for March. So she's, she's gonna come on. thought of something that I need to tell her. I bet she thought of it though. Probably someone did. But you know how they have like wedding hashtags where you like, Everyone hashtags your wedding pictures under that. Yeah. We should make her a divorce one that's more no more. <laughs> that I, I thought about that because also the, you know the picture we did with Matt, Tom? Oh, yeah, I was totally all divorced. thinking of it. All divorced now. Yeah, I Which was is thinking. okay with me, really. Yeah. I was thinking about that in preparation for this, and I was like, you know, that picture didn't pan out well. <laughs> no, I won't be doing that again. <laughs> but you already got married again. No, I know, but like for anybody, <laughs> I won't be taking that picture with that group. It's bad luck. Next, we're all going to be dead. Um, I don't know. Matt and Tom are fine. Tom's well, got his rugs. they got married yet. True. Maybe. Just wait. <laughs> They're doomed. They better get the first one out of the way. Yeah. I don't um, think Tom's ever going to get married. How come? Just doesn't strike me as the type. Yeah, he's kind of a rambling man. He's got more important things to do. Just trying to make a living. Doing the best he can. <laughs> the rugs, though. So weird. Mm. Oh, by the way, Madeline, <clears throat> the other one, like, literally told me about the guy that she saw in Costco for, like, a week and a half. I don't know. It just really creeps me out. I don't know who this person was. I was creepy? No, but she... I was being kind. It wasn't... It wasn't... She was like, I don't know. The only thing I can think of is maybe it was like the Fort George delivery man from work. I'm not sure. But this man was there with his wife and children. And he's like... And he like said, hi, Madeline. She's like, because we grew up together and right, I knew her? Right. Yeah. And she was like, and I have no idea who it was. Rude. Until yesterday. And then she, she was like... It was Jeff. Mm -hmm. I just had a moment. I figured it out. Mm -hmm. But I thought um, it was so funny. Before we get into too much, okay. let's get our mic set up. So okay. you want to keep it about a fist away from your face. A fist. I do kind of I'm like, very have a lisp, about it. though. Yeah, me too. It's because of the braces. <laughs> sure. So we'll be fine. Yeah. But it's the lift podcast. 
Okay. <clears throat> All right. It moved. You just moved. I know. It. I kicked the table. I like to kick the table okay. every once in a while. Keep you on your toes. All right. Um. All right. We'll get going. Okay. Welcome to another episode of Ramble by the River. I'm your host, Jeff Nesbitt, and joining me today in the studio is Hannah Bolden. How you doing, Hannah? Pretty good. Um, <clears throat> Hannah's a local teacher. She teaches mathematics, I believe. I do. A little the arithmetic. Yeah. Uh, what age group? Middle school. Middle school. That sounds horrible. <laughs> it do you is like a, it? <laughs> well, um, I've tried to get out of it for like five years now, but um, middle school. What do you mean by get out of it? Well, I'm going there. Okay. But middle school people are hard to come by because, like you said, it's a tough age. And when you can deal with it, they just keep you there. So when I say get out of it, I don't want to get out of teaching. I love kids, but mm-hmm. I try to go to the younger ones, and they uh, they like to keep me keep me there in the middle school. So I'm on year 10. Yeah. Wow, that's freaking nuts. It is. I don't know how that happened so quickly. Yeah, it really did just fly by. Yeah. The last, well, really all of those years um, <laughs> from birth till now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But especially since high school. Definitely. I'll set that right there. So, yeah, you're, you're 10 at, at Hilltop. Wow. That's a long time. What? So that was the first place you worked after college, right? Yep. First so and just, only. Just the one job. Just the one. That's pretty cool, actually, even yeah. if you... Well, no, maybe not if you don't want to work there. <laughs> no, I, I do. Like it's, it, I made it sound a little bit worse. I like the middle school kids. They're funny. They're sarcastic. But I like teaching kids, not math. And so like this year, I've loved it even more because weird COVID times. I have this little pod of children that I teach more elementary-like and spend time with them all day. So I've actually liked my job more this year with COVID. Oh, that's that's refreshing. It is, I know. Um, then less because I do art with them. I take them on walks. Like we're more of you know, it's more like elementary style. So I have middle school kids, but um, I just miss like doing everything. And when it's just a jam packed day of fifty minutes of math, fifty minutes of math, fifty like what do kids hate the most? Generally, math. A lot so, of math. Yeah. Yeah, mostly. So mostly they just come to me for the worst part of their day to be tortured and so you know that gets a little depressing to be that person for those kids any job where you're just professionally and (laughs) the person everyone hates is not really that great no i know imagine being a cop in the year 2020 so bad god cops had it rough they really did the minute that everyone else turned on them i'm like not our boys in blue (laughs) like we gotta protect (laughs) them attack them yeah we need them they're important they keep us from uh Killing each other most of the time. Good old country folk definitely came out to their rescue. I've been to my fair share of back the blue barrel races now, oh, raising money races. for them. Yeah, that so. is. What I wanted to talk about that. I don't know if you want to talk about that now, but okay. So correct me if I'm wrong, but barrel racing sounds really dangerous. Uh, I mean, there's some danger. How involved. do you ensure that the barrel doesn't just smash open when you hit the bottom of the waterfall? <laughs> Oh yeah, that would that would make it worse. <laughs> that, that's uh, little, so little what we're doing barrel there. Humor. Yeah, I got that barrel humor. <laughs> um, so what is barrel racing really, though? So it's a timed event on a horse with an electronic timer that gets down to the thousandth of a second. Damn. So um, you know, 
that that's three decimal places for you non Look at her with folk. the math skills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, super important. Um, what is that, the thousandths column? It is, the oh, thousandths. Nice. With the th- <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, you, like, go one at a time, and a lot of times, you know, you're. It, it's kind of ridiculous. You're mad that you went, like, two-tenths of a second slower, and, like, when you actually think about what two-tenths of a second is, it's, like, nothing. But yeah. Suddenly you're mad at your horse and they're slow and stuff like that. So, yeah, I spend a lot of time with decimals in the sport. And... You mentioned getting mad at your horse. Does yeah. the horse know you're mad? Like a dog would know you're mad? <sighs> Some of them do. Mine, the one I have right now, he's really like, he's something else. I'm actually, you know, that's actually like, we're gonna if we're going to go there with barrel racing. Yeah, let's it... go deep into the okay. horses. So this is kind of, a, it's been a thing for me forever. I was actually on the college rodeo team. Like, you know, the, our area never really, like, no one really got that in high school, how serious I was taking it. I ended up on a college team for rodeo, and it's been, like, a lot of ups and downs in the last 12 years on that front. I had a horse, like, end her career, got really hurt. I had to get off the team because, you know, like, your horse is everything with that, so... Anyway, I'm riding her baby, and he's now 11, about to be 11 years old, and I'm actually looking to sell him. And, like, that, I was actually relating when you were talking about how you wanted, like, you needed something to do to make this podcast. That's how I feel right now in the horse world. Like, I've just, I've hit a plateau. He has nowhere to go. He's amazing, but I want to, like, kind of, I, I had my kids. I did all that, and now I'm looking to sell him get a younger horse and like start over again with a project and really like engulf myself in that and kind of try to go somewhere again. You ever think about getting into the glue business? <laughs> you know, I, I don't think it would make quite as much money okay. if I turned them into glue. Some days, some days I feel like turning them into glue if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> I imagine so. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what then are you thinking? What is there more avenues you can take within the equestrian world that are interesting to you? Well, I mean, basically, I just want to be better. So, okay, so you want to keep barrel racing just with a better horse or a new yeah, horse? Or... Yeah, so Simon is um, a bit of a genetic freak, such as myself, like, maybe. <laughs> like, I, I can relate to the poor guy. So he came out, you know, he, I, didn't, I didn't have a choice in him. He was bred, um, you know, I bred, bred his mom, and he was born in the barn, like, and he came out the way he is. And he came out like he might be half-draft horse. Like, he's been mistaken. What does that mean? Draft horses are like, you know, your Budweiser Clydesdales? Yeah. Like the big guys. Okay. He has been mistaken for a part draft horse. Like, and as you can imagine, those guys aren't fast. Those mm-hmm. guys are for, for other... pulling wagons and stuff? Yeah, other other purposes. So, like, I've had, I've had very good sports medicine veterinarians, like, ask me if he's half draft horse like you guys that know what they're talking about and I'm like he's no. just a thicky he, he's just thick like mm-hmm. he's down with you know the 2021 body type uh-huh. so anyway um so i've taken him as far as he can athletically handle and he's amazing like temperament wise you can stand on him you can do all kinds of crazy stuff like he'll carry tarps he's super cool if i had all the money in the world i'd just like collect him and keep him but someone out there needs him, like a kid. He'd mm-hmm. make a great kid's horse. He'd make all these things. But I have goals of like, I need something a little crazier, something a little more speed, a little more pizzazz. Mm-hmm. And um, 
So that's kind of where I'm going. It'll be really hard to part with him, but he's going to land me a bunch of money too. So so what's a good horse worth? <sighs> that's such a... I mean, what's this horse worth? I mean, he he's for sale in like the, the 20,000 20, range. That's pretty steep. Yeah, 20, 20, 25 is where I'm at there. I would rather buy one and a half bitcoins. <laughs> I bet. I bet. I know. So many people would rather buy so many, so many other things. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, that is cool because he's, he's probably a lot like a pet too, right? Definitely. You probably love him. Yeah. It'll be hard, but, like, he's also the kind of horse that I know that when you're selling him for that kind of price, someone's going to find him that needs him and he's going to, like, make some kid. Or probably where, where I'm thinking is, like, an old lady hmm. that still wants to be in the sport. Um like, he'll just take care of someone. And I don't need to be taken care of. Like, I'm ready to step up my game again. Mm -hmm. I needed him while my kids were small. I could count on him. Um, you know, I could, like, leave him sitting in the pasture all week and then pull him out for the weekend barrel race. And he wasn't going to, like, pull shenanigans. He's mm -hmm. like, I'll just do what I do. It's not going to be the greatest, but I'll do it for you. And so someone else needs that. And I know that I can find him a good home that's not going to, you know, turn him to glue. Yeah. <laughs> They, that, I mean, people eat horses too. Oh yeah. I uh, highly doubt anyone would pay twenty grand for you a know, burger, pepperoni sticks. No, no, I agree. That seems like a pri the price is gonna you know screen out the poor pet owners. <laughs> right, right. Or I don't know, what? Do, what do you call yourself if you're a equestrian? Yeah. Oh, that's a little bit a little bit haughty, a little full of yourself. It, well, it is, and like I don't know, I I think I am technically an equestrian, but oh, what I, you think I, you're better than me? I <laughs> no, but I always think that word is more like for the like English riding folk, you know, the people mm -hmm. jumping and stuff. Like I don't know, I, I don't English see... pleasure is that what it's called? Well, that, that's a thing too. Yeah. Isn't there also like Western pleasure? I yeah. remember those two phrases that being really funny to me at one point. <laughs> Yeah, you know, um, when you when say them in teaching a me about horses. not horsey context, that is kind of funny. Love so. getting me some English pleasure. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you don't you don't get it. You do it. Okay. Well, I, I like to have some, so. <laughs> Same. I don't know. I got my 23 in me, and I'm like, there's a lot of that area, English, Scottish, Ireland, oh, Irish. Well, there so you go. Pretty much all of my pleasure is English pleasure, so. Yeah. Speaking of which, like your wife was an English teacher. That's right. That's, that's where my mind went. She's but... my other English pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Delicious. Yeah. It is. But anyway, I was just saying, like you know, Western barrel racing. It's more like it's more like cowboy cowgirl stuff. That's so, what I. That's the impression I get. Yeah, cowgirls. Like I don't. We don't really call ourselves equestrians. I don't really mm -hmm. call myself anything. You don't wear those little velvet hats, little velvet helmets? No. 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 A little too fancy. No. I have a helmet. It usually collects dust in the back of the tack room. Do those, I mean, does a cowboy hat give you some kind of protection from a, a nope. fall? Just or cool. Or a kick to the head from Just a horse? Just cool. Just cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they really are that. I would, I would wear yeah. one if it weren't so lame. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it would be weird. Well, for me, it would. I don't even wear shoes with soles, so like, yeah. uh, it would look strange. Yeah. I mean, we my shoes have that. soles. There's just no padding there. Right. I'm not going to get into minimalist footwear on this one. Maybe no. on the next Jeff Hilton no. episode, because we already brought up the toe box thing. He had a real nice wide toe box. I, I heard that, and all I could think of was a nice square toe boot when he said that. Well, that's the thing about boots. They squish your toes. It's not good for the feet. Yeah, look at these. I, I already did. I mean, like, those... Oh, yeah, her feet are fucked. <laughs> they actually feel fine. Oh, I could show you some Instagram posts that would just terrify you. 
Oh, I don't want to see them because I love boots. I actually saw one this morning about um, binded Chinese binding foot binding. Yeah. Ooh, that's hot. Ugh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, <laughs> Call me traditional, but that just gets me off. Well, I, I call feel, me traditional Chinese. I feel like <laughs> I, I've basically bound my feet most of my life just because if shoes don't come in a size 12, I just do what I can. Yeah, you're gonna get them in there. Yeah, I just get an 11 and make do. I used to do the same thing because I wore a 13, so it's like right on the cusp. Oh God damn it! <laughs> Punching the mic. So it's right on the cusp of, like, availability for most shoes. Yeah. Uh, a lot of places stop at 12. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, for women, a lot of them stop at 10. Even more ridiculous. It is. For, you know, I've often thought that I should, like, go where cross-dressers go. Um, Lane Bryant. That's where I get my stuff. <laughs> um, I mean, that's, um, that's not, I've, I've heard. It's not the avenue I was talking about. I was more talking about footwear. Okay. okay. I don't. I don't think that Lane Bryant proportionally gets larger with their shoes. <laughs> Just. To, I mean, I don't know. I've never checked it out, so maybe I'm. Maybe uh, I'm speaking out of turn here. Maybe we're not as educated on the topic as we should be. <laughs> Perhaps. Um, speaking of educated, we went to school together. We did. Fourth grade through twelfth grade, right? Yes. Good times. Started Good times. at Hilltop, where I'm um, working. <clears throat> oh, that's true. Weird. Yeah. So last week, um, I interviewed Kelly Jacobson, mm -hmm. who was a teacher there when we were in fourth grade. Yeah. It's interesting. How? What is it like to work with teachers that you? I mean, I mean, you probably worked with teachers you had, but also teachers who were just in the building. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Like the first year I came back, I was only twenty. I had just turned twenty-two. Like cause my birthday's late August too, so I barely was a fresh twenty-two. And um, that was when it was like seventh through twelfth grade. So we had just got like we hadn't been gone long. No, we had just had those teachers. Like mm -hmm. I got kicked out of the staff lounge <laughs> twice. Like they walked in, like get out. I'm like oh wait, I forgot. I, I work with you. I forgot yeah. about that. So. Um, that was pretty weird then, but I don't know. The weird factor's been gone for a long time. Yeah, I bet. Now I just have, you know, weird, weird different stories with those people where it's like we could talk about teacher life when you were my teacher or we can talk about how we talk now, which, you know, you don't want to like, I can't uncover that. That's a, it's a secret. Private. Yeah. It's a secret. Uh, did, is there anybody who you didn't like as a, when you were a student who you actually found out is awesome and maybe before um, you just were confused? Actually, no. I think probably the most interesting one is Sean Stern just because um, he remembered a lot of things when I had him, like where I was like kind of sassy and rude and he like – I didn't even remember those, but he, like, remembered those, like, oh, remember when you made the big deal? And I was like, oh, man, <laughs> I didn't, I guess I was kind of an asshole. And I've had those revelations. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, but I always actually, no, I liked him and have always thought he was a very good teacher. So, so no, only in reverse, basically. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely had some people that gave me a lot of detentions that then I was, like, working with right away. Yeah. Mr. Trudell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He gave you a lot of detentions? Yeah. Every oh. time we had a sub for him, his policy was if your name got left, 
you had to like write sentences and oh that's right got my name left every time every time talking talking out of turn yeah speaking of talking <laughs> would you turn your mic up just a tiny tiny this hair one? yeah is that better yes okay okay cool um so i have that speech oh yeah from so good do you remember what year that was well that was when i was going to be running for asb vice president for our senior year so, so junior year so yeah so it would be like spring of 06 okay yeah that was a big year for me <laughs> um that was shortly after i was admitted back to school um spring of 06 oh yeah after that yeah all right well i have it and i'm gonna read it it's so good <clears throat> like you, you gotta tell the people this speech was like jeff introducing me like to run for vice president yeah. so i uh, from like fourth grade to <laughs> th around this time i always ran for asb uh and i really didn't i didn't, really didn't care for student leadership it was not uh, I, I just like to run. I enjoy giving speeches, and I and uh, I like winning things. So I did it year after year. I would get myself involved with this and then realize halfway through, like, oh, this sucks. I don't want to be in charge. Um, but then next year would roll around, and I'd be like, ah, oh, I, I do kind of want to run for something. And by this time, I had realized, like, you're not a good president. Stop running for stuff. But I still wanted to give speeches, so I started giving speeches to other people who would actually do a good job. And um, this one was for Hannah in her campaign to be vice president. And so this was written in 2006, and I have not read it until today. I, I breezed through it just a few minutes ago just to check it because I've had it for six months, and I just uh, – well, honestly, I thought it would be shitty, and, yeah. I, and I would be – It's I not, would, though. I wanted to remember those years the way I remembered them, <laughs> like – Oh, it was the funniest thing, and I was – oh, everyone cheered, and I don't remember if she won or not, but they all talked about the speech. I did um, win. I know way. you did. Because I think I was running unopposed. Oh, well, that makes it even better. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I put some effort into this thing. <laughs> and I found it in a box. like sick. That's why he has this. Okay, so I'm going to read it okay. as if we are in the assembly right yes. now. ready. Okay. The crowd falls silent. Hannah Bolden, perhaps the most complex being ever to grace God's green earth. I don't have nearly enough time to stand up here and fully explain the complexity that is Hannah Bolden, so I'll just break it down for you. I've prepared a couple of short vignettes of real-life scenarios that we face every day, and I'll show you how the great Hannah Bolden would handle them. Scenario number one, you walk into a bank and you see that a robbery is in progress. The average person just lays on the ground like a sniveling little coward while screaming, Don't hurt me! I have a wife and kids! Hannah Bolden does a mid-air barrel roll. La barrel roll? That's kind of like barrel racing. That's good. Um, lands on the counter. Roundhouse kicks the assailant in the head, rendering him instantly dead. Hannah saves the day. Scenario number two. You're in a candy shop. And a, oh, oh, no. Scenario number two, you're in a candy and puppy dog store. <laughs> Sounds like a dope place. You look over and you see this apple-cheeked young lad. Not a day over six. He is little Timmy McGillicuddy. So excited because he gets his first puppy today. Because it's his birthday. 
and is only present is clutched in his tiny, sweaty little fist. It's a crisp, new $50 bill. He plans to go spend it on a cute little golden retriever pup. He jumps up and down in excited anticipation, and in the process, the bill slips from his sweaty little clutches and drifts on a light breeze to land at your feet. Now, the average person might pick the bill up and hand it back to the little guy, enabling him to get his puppy. But Hannah Bolden? Oh no. She's looking out for the best interests of the child. She slowly drops to her knees and pockets the bill. The puppies rung up at the till and little Timmy opens his hand to reveal nothing but skin. <laughs> A single tear rolls down his cheek and sorrow fills his heart as they tell him that he must put the puppy back. Hannah watches as he leaves the store in silent anguish. Fast forward. Driven by the pain of this experience, Timmy McGillicuddy vows never to be careless about his money again. He saves and he invests wisely and by the age of 27, he's got a yacht, four wives, and all the puppies a man could ever eat. Now, if Hannah had decided to Did you really to put give... eat in there? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that. That's so, okay, anyway. If Hannah had decided to give the money back, then she would have been teaching him that poor money management is okay. He would have gotten the dog, and it would have just gone on to die, and then what? He would have just grown up poor and stupid. Hannah saves yet another life. Scenario number three. Elwaco High School needs a vice president. The average person might just say, eh, somebody else will do it. I just want to hang out with my friends, laugh uncontrollably, eat a bunch of mozzarella sticks and mini pizzas. But not Hannah Bolden. Oh, no. She runs for vice president. And by God, she's going to win. Ladies and gentlemen, Hannah Bolden. And then, you know, the crowd goes That wild. did happen, though. Like, I got to remember it. Yeah. But I didn't remember how funny that was, and I forgot that I stole the kid's money in that story. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. That's super funny. Um, Especially since, like, I turned into a teacher. So I don't know. It's yeah. kind of funnier. Um. That's, I was happy to see that it still held up. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I really didn't think that quality. it would. And like when I found it in the box, whenever I found that, it's been like I actually think it's been like a year now. Really, it probably has. Yeah, it's been longer than oh, that. Oh yeah, because this was when Melissa was actually at my school. Yeah. Um, like when I read it, it was not as funny as listening. I well, mean, you like, gotta deliver it. Yeah, I just <laughs> I caught the delivery again. That's pretty. Wow, this quality. To be honest, that took me right back. I remember giving it, it at the oh, school. Yeah. That was really fun. Yeah, and I have no idea what I did to follow. Uh, like, I think my follow-up was like, that covers it, guys. Yeah. Vote for me. You're running unopposed. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I remember now. Thanks. And you won. And um, I also remember um, having to have those speeches approved, mm -hmm. and it had to be approved by, you know, do you remember who it was? I don't want to name names. JP? Yeah. Okay. And um, she thought the puppy thing was a was a boob reference. I know. I do remember that. And it was she didn't even get the weed reference. I didn't get the weed. Well, not a lot of people did. Uh, <laughs> where where was that? Dang, I missed it. The part about hanging out with your friends, laughing uncontrollably, and eating mozzarella sticks oh, and mini pizzas. Oh, well, yeah. I guess that's. A it's good vague. And, yeah. And now that wouldn't even count as one because you, it's much more accepted. But yeah. any, remember how taboo that was then? Yeah, definitely. Any kind of reference to it remotely was like... That's a good point. You know, very edgy. 
I was just thinking actually at that point when you were reading it just now i was like oh weird mozzarella sticks and mini pizzas are still good (laughs) i actually like thought about that moment and still didn't catch it that makes it sad yeah they are good yeah who doesn't love them so much of what i wrote back then was shit that's quality though it's rare yeah um i god the golden eye uh, i have all those Issues of that that I wrote in. Yeah. Really bad. Really? Yeah, real bad. Huh. Um, so e- at the time, I knew some of it was bad because, it's, you know, when you're in high school, you're just kind of trying to bust stuff out and you have to write right. a certain amount of articles. But I thought some of them were really good. And, and they're not? No. Oh. They're not good at all. Hmm. Um, even the stuff that I thought was really funny, not funny. Hmm. That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. It was pretty disappointing. I remember thinking you were pretty funny. I guess not. This one time, you weren't there, actually. So I, I, I'm pretty sure I've told you about this, but for whatever reason, I don't I don't remember what landed you there, but you were not in the, like, honors English class mm-hmm. where you belonged. So, like, uh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, super I weird. got in there shortly after this. Okay. Go ahead. I'm well, sorry. Well, I don't think you did, though. It was – we had Arnie, and then, like – Oh, no, I didn't. Not this had year. Amy Huntley, our – current superintendent no big Mm -hmm. deal but um she came in because she was like in charge of graduation stuff and she was like coming in to like take our votes of who was gonna like speak at graduation but they had to be like this gpa blah 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 all these things all these rules yeah and like our whole class was like we want jeff we want jeff you know and like everyone kept doing that and I was like, yeah, we want – and, like, I was the last one, and I was like, yeah, we want Jeff. And then, like, she turned she around, she turned around and, like, took out her whole Jeff rage on me because mm-hmm. I was, like, the last one to say it. Like, Hannah's voice was just the straw that broke Camel's back. And, like, she was like, we are not having Jeff. I have standards. And, like, Jeff is not meant to stand – you know? And, like, it's true. Anyway, I just – like, that's <laughs> that's To be how- fair to her, though, she was right. I didn't meet the standards. For sure, but also... To be fair, I didn't know there was going to be standards. I thought the funniest person could do it. Right. Well, and I mean, in all honesty, I feel like it would have probably went over better. Do you remember anything anyone said in those speeches? I don't. No, I don't. And I bet we would have had... They should have just had me and Josh Dale write some speeches. Yeah, And exactly. it would have gone over really well. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not like dissing on anyone. I bet Madeline. I bet Madeline spoke. It was her. Oh, okay. And she's our good friend. I bet friend, she did great. And I still don't remember what she said. Well, no. So, But I'm sure it was good. Exactly. She's she's good at that kind of stuff. It was her and a Terabakia. Oh, that's right. It was Brian. Oh, yeah. Both of them are very intelligent, well-spoken people. So I'm sure they wrote good stuff. But they're not, you know, fall over laughing. They don't funny. write about... You know, kids losing their puppy money. That's for sure. That's true. But, but, yeah. I just remember taking the heat for that one. She came unglued. And it's that that would be a moment of, like, people that I work with now that I can be like, oh, remember that time mm-hmm. that I made her really mad. And she she was me. mad because, well, I, I don't know if this is why, but <laughs> I didn't try that hard. Um, and for some reason, those last, or I don't know. I can't remember the timeline exactly, but I remember explicitly not trying hard enough for her because right. she 
was like really cool with me. And then all of a sudden it was just like, I'm sick of your shit, man, is the vibe I got. She didn't say that. Well, and she like, it's probably one of those situations where she picked up on what you were capable of. Could have been. was just like, fuck this kid. She kind of made. He's not trying. Yeah. Well, so I, I didn't want to do the honors thing. I don't know why, though. Every time I made that decision, I regretted it very much. Not because of the status, but yeah. which also sucks. But um, but because of the fact that you have to go as slow as the dumbest kid in your class. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's really worst. hard. Yeah, it is. I, I was going to throw some people under the bus. <laughs> I won't. Um, don't yeah. worry. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I actually... Uh, that's the thing. Like when I became a teacher, I had to ask like Randy Bloom. I was like, "Hey, like, did this happen when I was in school?" And he was like, "Well, yeah, kinda." But like, I did because I took that path of like the classes with those kids to where like I didn't. I, I like I'll think about that sometimes. I'm like, "What happened to that person? Like, where did they go?" I'll look in my yearbook. My, I don't remember them past like seventh grade. Like. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Well, Where is all smart. Yeah, she was smart. She probably still is. Yeah, probably. But, like, you know, just some of those, those, and you're like, hmm, it says they graduated with me, but I don't remember them. Where were they? There was quite a few people in our class who just didn't talk much or get involved with a lot of stuff. Yeah. But they were all really nice. We had very few assholes. Yeah. Uh, we really, no, I can't. I liked a lot of the people in our class. Almost, I mean, We also all of them. followed that, like, class of brilliant minds slash burnouts yeah um they had a lot of both they uh, did which those are all great people too i like that class right but i feel like i feel like probably now that i'm seeing it from a teacher's perspective i feel like we were probably a letdown coming in behind oh for them. sure they were like oh these average-minded folk yeah and then they don't even want to take the honors class. Yeah, like, what's wrong with them? They're just a bunch of underachievers. This motherfucker just eating mozzarella sticks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, like, it's funny now to look back as from, like, a teacher's perspective. But that's yeah. probably what was up. Because, like, you look at those kids, that group ahead of us, they were, like, mega minds. Oh, yeah. National Merit Scholars, three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very bright Definitely. Kids. Yeah. But where are they now? Exactly. Do they have Do they have ten years of teaching under their belt? Do they have a podcast to the name? Probably not. Probably not. Probably they might. Everyone can listen to a podcast. Who'd you vote for? Oh, I don't even like Trump, huh? Anybody? No, <laughs> no. Um, I I uh, I've thrown my my third party. I've done that the last two elections. I just can't. You're lying. I'm not lying. It's okay. <laughs> but I'm not. We can cut this out. You can tell me the truth. I am telling you the truth, actually. Okay. The truth is that I hate politics so much, and I find myself in the middle being a teacher surrounded by very liberal teachers and being in the sport I am followed by very conservative people that mm -hmm. I find myself like I can't stand either one so you're a liberal to the conservatives and you're a conservative to the liberals totally they're I'm like, in that same boat yeah i am i'm like i find myself like you know just being me 
And, like, I can – I know people on both sides that I don't hate. And I, it's just wild these days yeah. that you can be that way. People will hate you for not hating those people. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's so, really bizarre. So that's me. Um, it's, it's actually a weird deal. I mean, and then, like, spending the time I did in Ellensburg and, like, understanding more of, like, the red side of our state. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I Which can – Which is most of our state. Yeah. And, and I just feel like Including I, this county. True. It's different here, though. I mean, it's polarized. So there's there's like, actually, did we go red in the last election? Barely. It was like so close to fifty fifty, but we did. I think slightly. If they cut the county in half, South County would definitely go blue. Yeah, for sure. Just working everywhere. I I there's a major cultural difference from north to south. Oh yeah, definitely. And and like I like them both. I do, too, and that's why it's, like, super weird. Like, I can't get involved in a lot of those conversations, and I choose not to. That's why it's, like, really, when it came down to voting, I was, like, I I vote because it's important on all the local stuff and Mm -hmm. and voting for things that I actually think matter. That, I was just, Mm -hmm. I'm out. Do you think Hillary Clinton's a shapeshifter? (laughs) I don't even, like, honestly, I just, like, don't even follow it. So you don't even follow, like, uh, popular politics let alone conspiracy crazy politics i mean maybe just skip the real stuff and go straight to the bullshit because that's where the fun is yeah i mean i catch stuff here and there but no like it's been so like i just have better things to do with my time um i listen to this podcast called tinfoil hat shout out sam tripoli and it's the best uh it's all just about conspiracy theories and um every guest on the show is is somebody who's really deep in it um so a lot of confirmation bias flying around. Oh. It's really funny. And um, just as thought experiments, conspiracy theories are almost like a, a – lit, like a uh, – I don't know what to call it. But it's like a test of your own rational brain. Right. Um, because they, they make sense um, if you follow them from beginning to end without letting other thoughts come in, which is what people do. They'll put on blinders. <laughs> And then just like lock into the confirmation bias and like, okay, so for this to be true, what pieces need to be, right. need to fall in place? And then they just go find those pieces. And then they're like, this is true. <laughs> um, even though there's like mountains, mountains of counter evidence saying sure. that it's not true. Um, I like doing that. I think it's really fun because sometimes you do find stuff that you're like, yeah. oh, that, that actually, I can't really come up with a reason why that's not true. Yeah. Um, but most of them, I'd say 95% yeah. are not true. Yeah. I don't um, think Hillary that... Clinton's a shapeshifter. <laughs> no, I, I don't either. I mean, I any more than anyone else. True. Uh, that reminds me of um, working working at Jack's with Rick Pointer. <laughs> oh, Rick Pointer. Yeah. He, he likes... Uh, he likes a lot of conspiracy theories, but I haven't talked to him about them in a long time. But I enjoyed working with him, and I would just, I would just, like, throw in the, tell me more, tell me more. And I always I just, liked Rick. Yeah, and I just keep listening. But tinfoil hats reminded me of that. Yeah. And my mind went right Check there. it out. It's a good show. I should. I should. I mean, it would make about as much sense as everything else does. Yeah, real life right has now. gotten pretty damn it's confusing. pretty, yeah, rough. I, I haven't been I, – I don't know. I've been so busy with the podcast and yeah. my real job since the election that I really haven't checked out the Biden administration's policies or no. all those executive orders he passed. I don't I don't really know much about those. 
But it seems like he's kind of, you know, shaking stuff up. Yeah. Which People is are mad. Good. People sure. are mad? Yeah. Definitely. Well, who's mad? Well, conservatives. You know, I'm oh. talking about my whole – I mean, like, obviously, where, where everyone goes for facts, Facebook, right? No, mm-hmm. just kidding. But, well, no, they do. That's that's what's wrong. But Yeah. But, everyone says it as a joke and then still goes there. <laughs> true. <laughs> true. So my point is, though, it's, like, still just my real-life scenario where it's, like, I have all these people that I know from college and the rodeo scenario and stuff, and they're obviously, you know, right – right-wing conservative people and then i have all the teachers so i mean i can say this i am i am glad that i do not live in a country that has donald trump as the president anymore like i can't oh, me too. i can't actually believe that my conservative people that i still don't hate um are like upset that he's not president like i still it's I find, weird i find it shocking yeah, I, me too so and they uh, they cared enough to like go to the White House yeah, and no. try to get in, and they got in. <laughs> Wild times. Do you remember when we were kids that like our parents would tell us don't even say like anything negative about the president, even if you're like at home or in the woods, yeah. you never know who's listening, <laughs> right. and if you say something bad about the president, um, like threateningly, they'll swoop in and take you to jail. I don't. I think my parents said that. Your parents weren't telling you you were being bugged? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. See, uh-uh. that's where we differ. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I remember knowing, like, I, not to say anything on the phone from a very young <laughs> age um, that could be incriminating. You never know who's recording you. I mean, like, Madeline's dad told us stuff like that. Uh-huh. But I'd do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my, my parents, no, not so much. A little much. paranoia will get, take you a long way. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah, it's not like that anymore, huh? It's worse. Definitely worse. Well, I mean, you're being recorded right now by like 10 different devices. Well, true. But I mean, And I didn't like, even turn most of them on. <laughs> they just do it. It's so true. But I'm saying like parents aren't saying that. They're like actually saying stick it to the president. Like it's That's pretty weird it's, to me. But it's true. It is true. What do you think is going to happen? I don't know. Where, where are we going from here? I don't know, honestly. I I like to just like hope. Which dystopian novel or movie most closely represents the future in your mind? I don't know. Right now, I've been watching Handmaid's Tale, so I don't even want to go there. That's that's bad. Yeah, I would rather have Idiocracy. Yeah, I mean, it's not that I want it to be like that, but I was I've been watching that, getting freaked out about how fertile of a person I am, and I don't want to watch that show anymore. It is a spooky show. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be wearing a red dress soon, and I'm not down with that. Red, not your color. <laughs> Blessed be. Yeah. Um, yeah, under his eye. Yeah, that we <laughs> watched that show for a little bit, but it started, I think it was giving Melissa nightmares, so we stopped. Yeah, I watch it before bed at night, which is probably... Have you seen Westworld? Uh-uh. Oh, that's a show. Huh. You should check that out. I will. Uh, if you're into technology or you know robots or sci-fi at all it's really good and i shouldn't have said sci-fi because now everyone's going to be like nope (laughs) Um, because sci-fi is for losers as you're listing robots all i can think of is well i do appreciate my roomba so there's that they're way cooler than a roomba they'll do everything a roomba will roomba will do plus more um so they'll suck just like a room they're basically prostitute robots (laughs) Um, and they'll suck you. 
and you go so <laughs> you go to this place called Westworld. Oh, I keep bumping the mic. I'm sorry. Go to this place called Westworld, and you pay the money, go in, and it's like this artificial Wild West place. Cow, you would love it. Cowboys, horses, but it's artificial. Prostitutes, and that's about it. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's real in term like it's made out of real stuff, but it's like Disneyland. If Disneyland is real, then Westworld is real. It's like mm-hmm. Disneyland, but with better robots. That That's you can pretty fuck. cool. Well, <clears throat> I mean, yeah. But the whole thing of the show is they develop consciousness and it, they become sentient and it, it, it gets really good. Hmm. But yeah, check it out. I'll have to. It's like Jurassic Park meets Moulin Rouge. Man, my mind went so many places with that. Yeah, that was what it was supposed to do. <laughs> it, it worked. It um, okay, so let's talk about something else. Okay. Personal life. Oh, yeah. You talked about your kids a little bit. Yeah. So they're with their dad right now. They are. And I don't know how much you want to share, but what's oh, what's I, going on with you romantically? I say we, I say we go there. I uh, think so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, how far do we go back? Where do we start with this? Should we start Well, with- so where did you meet? Your baby daddy. Well, I met him while I was at college, but he was like five years older than me, so he was Ooh. he was not <laughs> he was not in college. Um, blah blah blah. Long mm-hmm. story short, what was he doing? He was, oh rodeo, right? You met him in the rodeo? No, no, oh. no, no. He was actually um, a core driller, like doing like geology work, but like he's not smart so he's not geologist like i don't want to be rude actually we get along good it's really now. hard not to be it, it's really hard talk about I know. things like this we actually we actually get along good now so um you don't have to edit that though because i won't it's still true <laughs> but um he'll understand yeah he he was just like you know core drilling and stuff so he used to travel for work and so he was like traveling in the area when i met him actually and yeah at any rate that happened and we were together for like nine years, actually. It's a long time. It was a long time. It was a very long time. We were married for five, and that ended bad. And I'm not going to go into that detail, but... That's what people want to hear about. <laughs> you just told us the boring part. <laughs> well, I was going to get it, you know, get into some better stuff with that, but... Well, let's uh, go there then. I mean... Don't throw them under the bus. Yeah, exactly. So Small town. Anyway, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like, who knows? The people involved in that could be like 100 yards away from us right now walking on the sidewalk. They're not far. Exactly. (laughs) They're not far. So uh, anyway, uh, been divorced for like three years now. Mm. Legally divorced, like finalized for three years. So it's been even longer than that. And um I was in another long-term relationship, and that just ended, like, earlier this fall. And so I'm just, like, figuring out how to be single again. Is that what you want to be? It is. And, like, you know, also not wanting to throw that person under the bus, that might have been harder um, just growing and learning through relationships. Like, I was so young when I got married, and looking back and realizing that, like, Maybe that wasn't the best idea, but I was still just, I don't know. I really thought that, like, you just do everything right. It's like, I don't know. I went to college, so I found a husband. So you get married. You get a job. You do everything you're supposed to do. You have two kids. Like, I could have went for the point five. That's probably where I went wrong. But I, You kind of did because yours are larger than average. True. So true. it evens out. 
That's, I hadn't thought of that. That's so true. So anyway. You go by weight, you know. Definitely. Yeah, my seven-year-old weighs 90 pounds. He's enormous. That's a big kid. <laughs> he's, yeah. He's like, anyway. No, my kid is sizable. But, wow. um, so I don't know. I just, I think I just thought you do everything right and it works out. Like, I don't yeah. know. I didn't do anything wrong either. It can. It can. But, but it's it, not guaranteed. No. And it's getting more and more rare. So obviously that ended badly. And I think, you know, most, most, well, I mean, there's, who knows who listens to this, but you know, like our friends, they know what went down. So we don't need to go there. That's true. Um, and then I found myself in another relationship and probably probably too fast and probably wasn't what i needed but also i think everyone comes into our like that comes into our life serves a purpose we both needed each other for a time span and unfortunately i feel like that person still kind of needs me but i grew and learned that like i'm ready to not have that and so i'm at this point where i'm trying to figure out I don't know. I'm not desperate either way. I'm pretty happy single. I'm an only child. You know, my husband used to like travel for work. I'm good alone. I do everything alone. I own my own house. I do all this stuff. So like I'm good, but I'm also a female that uh, is probably a little, has a slight a- attention whore tendencies. <laughs> so. I do not see that from you at all. Really? No. Oh, well, I just let the cat out of the bag <laughs> on the inside. Like, I'm just like, you know, everyone needs some attention. Look <laughs> at where we are right now. <laughs> uh, I yeah. agree. That's true. So and it's hard to admit that you want attention for anything. Right. Um, right. But yeah, I think we all do. So like, I don't know, literally like having my own house, doing everything for myself, except for when I need something fixed, call my dad. Like I'm set. On that front. How's your dad doing? He's awesome. I love your dad. I love my dad, too. That was another thing that was bad in my last, the the, the boyfriend after the marriage. Uh, there there was beef between Ooh. the dad and that. And, it you know, and it, it really did drive a wedge between my dad and I. And that was, like, not cool with me. There were, I mean, there were a lot of reasons, and I'm not going to go into them, but... But it was time that that had to be over. And so I'm good, but I'm in that hole. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. If the right person comes along and they're really entertaining and not an asshole. Yeah, definitely stick with that rule. Yeah, not, not an asshole. Um, I could be tempted, but, like, I don't know. I'm also, like, not desperate. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at. That's, I, that sounds like a pretty good place to be. It really. is. And how did your uh, kids feel about the second guy? Um... They were into the second guy's kids. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They're they're pretty okay with the whole scenario. Yeah. No emotions have come out of them at all. They're like, bye. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I that through that whole thing, it was weird too, because like I kept my own house. I mean, obviously I did, but like I don't know. People are so quick to move these days. That before you know it, someone's dating. They're living together. It happens quick. <laughs> Doesn't it, Jeff? I did it. Yeah, exactly. So it worked out. I, I'm it not, did. I don't regret it. It did. I mean, you're like one it of is the rare, though. You're one of the stories that I hold out. Like that could happen to me. It happened just like without planning. Exactly. It, it was actually the opposite of my plan. My plan was just to like do what I hadn't done before, which is just like be free and single right. for a while. I've not really been single for a long time. Right. Um, like a long period of time since I was like 16. 
Exactly. And that's kind of where I am. Like, uh, you remember good old high school boyfriend I had? Oh, Theo. (laughs) Theo, yes. I wonder what he's up to these days. I don't know. He won't talk to me. And sometimes when I'm drinking, I add him on Facebook and he rejects every request. So, um, I mean, I was just like, from a friendly standpoint. Mm. Anyway, but he didn't come to our reunion either. Nobody did. <laughs> no, I know. It was like eight people. <laughs> well, I think it was like 14. And two of them were twins, so they only count as one. <laughs> That's so true. But anyway, like, uh, so I was with him, and like I broke up with him in like August, I think. And I went away to college, and I actually met my ex-husband like the end of September. That's a quick turnaround. It's a quick turnaround. And yeah, then, Theo says you broke his heart. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry that he broke your heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, that was a funny reunion story because uh, Matt Shannon's wife was like halfway through the night. Wait a minute. And this was after, by the way, you like ditched. We, you know, we went to LBT like you only came the first stop. But I, we're, I don't really drink. I, it wasn't about drinking. I know. It was about camaraderie. But I, I had a good reason. I don't remember what. Oh, yeah. I was you said, done. You actually, <laughs> yeah, you actually said, I want to go home where my things are. Oh, yeah. I said, I'm going home. And people said, why? And I said, That's where I keep all my stuff. <laughs> That's exactly what you said. And you left. And Amy Lieback was the only one that was like, dude, I'm, I agree. I like my stuff, too. <laughs> yeah, I like Amy. She also left um, for her stuff. So, anyway. Um, anyway, halfway through that night, Matt Shannon's wife was super cool, by the way. Like, that ended up being a great, great experience. Good for him. Uh, exactly. He deserves it. And he was amazing. And then I got a little bit, like, drunk, and I was like, Matt, tell everyone how much money you make. Because, like, I wanted to, like, talk him up. Because, like, I feel like people were kind of assholes to him, you know? And I was like... People were definitely assholes to him in high school. Yeah. And I was and he like... he had a rough go. And I was really proud of him. So I was yeah. like... Oh, and he was like, stop. And he turned red, and I was like, tell everyone. Like, you're better than us. Like, do it. <laughs> And he did, so that was cool. So That's awesome. after that happened, after I, just... I, I think if there was one person, I'm sorry to cut you off. It's if there okay. was one person, I think deserves that, like to have success financially. Right. It's Matt Shannon. Exactly. Like he, he's super smart. Worked really hard. Yeah. Um, never got a whole lot of credit. No. Um, yeah. And he has like super pretty and cool wife. So yeah, good so, for him. Yeah. So back to that, but they met like you know because he was Theo's college roommate oh that's right and so i think we're like good pals so like i was around matt quite a bit that last year of high school because you know he's friends with theo so um like halfway through the night his wife was just like wait a minute you're hannah (laughs) and i was like uh guilty what's up and she's like you know how much i heard about you about Theo crying in the corner every time he would drink for a year. Oh, Hannah, I miss anyway. Like so that I felt, yeah, I, felt, I believe it. I felt, I felt like a little, I guess, bit guilty. So maybe this is all my payback for that. You believe in karma? <laughs> yeah, a little. Do you bit. really? I do, kind of. I mean, yeah, kind of try to operate under that. It's that's a weird one. I'm not sure if I believe in it or not. I mean, I just, I have a hard time not. Like, I feel like if you're a dick, then bad things are going to happen to you. And I, yeah. or at least I hope so. But I don't know. I know some dicks that seem to have pretty good lives too. But yeah. May, but maybe not secretly. They're probably miserable. Yeah. I really, I believe they probably are. They probably are. Most people who are dicks are miserable. Yeah. Whether they're, you have good karma or bad. Yeah. But, but anyway, 
that happened and it was funny. So I haven't seen that guy in like, you know, however many years that's been. And so ex-husband like one month later. And then after after I got divorced, like I went on, well, date with that guy. We walked up Saddle Mountain with. Remember that? Yeah, I remember the experience. Um, <laughs> I remember there was a bunch of chanterelles on the side of the trail. Oh, so you weren't listening then. I was listening. <laughs> I, I just didn't save it. Well, anyway, like, you know, that time that Jake and Roxy and you guys and I went up on a hike on Saddle Mountain. And Matt Lloyd was there, too. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And Sammy, my student. That's weird. He was on, the, like, my student. I was there when I had a date. Anyway, that, that guy. Mm-hmm. So I went on, like, very few dates, and then I immediately started dating the long-term dude. Mm-hmm. Who shall re- re- remain nameless in this Everybody knows who you're talking about. Exactly. So we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I don't think you should say his name because he's kind of scary, and I don't want him to, you know, find me and hurt me. So. <laughs> he's not scary. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I'm yeah. not kidding. <laughs> no one else is either. Everyone's like, true, <laughs> Jeff, shh. Um, yeah. So it sounds like – it really does sound like you're in a pretty good place emotionally I, and all I, that. Like I you're am. at a place ready to grow and build and on to the yeah, next thing. Yeah, exactly. And so I have – sadly, I have to admit that even though it's only been since like October, beginning of November. Beginning of November, I think, actually, if I'm being honest with myself. Um, this is the longest consecutive time I've stayed single and haven't been like – on a manhunt. Mm-hmm. So, you know, full circle. Now I'm channeling it on a horse hunt. That's, that's yeah, that my, works. Yeah. Yeah. Different. I don't know. I think those kind of uncomfortable phases are really important. I think so. And I think I've been lacking one for a long time and I'm not even really that uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. that, that could be a problem. I don't know if I need to get more uncomfortable. If you get too comfortable, you'll just stay the, the same. Like you, you get, I don't know, make, just train yourself to be alone and then. You might stay alone. I might. I mean, and that brings me to another, like, hilarious issue of me finding someone is being as tall as I am. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you tall? Uh, so I've heard. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> going to bring um, that up. Well, because when we graduated, I think we were around the same height. Yeah. You've been hitting the, one of those late 20s growth spurts? I did not. I did not. Hmm. I think you're shrinking. I definitely am not shrinking. Well, I... I mean, I I don't think I'm shrinking. I mean, I'm not either, but I also probably didn't wear boots the same way I do now. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom actually offered me this pair of flats the other day, and she was like, oh, I got these. They're really cute, but she has, like, kind of bigger feet than me, so she's like, they don't fit me. You might... What? She has bigger feet than yeah, you? Yeah, I know. It's not Your wild. Your mom's feet must be freak feet. <laughs> they are. She has freak feet and freak hands. Her oh, I've hand, seen those. Her hands are so much bigger than mine, and she's so much shorter than me. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. She's uh, breaking walnuts. <laughs> seriously. Yeah, she's terrifying. Um, but um, she was like, oh, wear these flat. Here, you might want these like to go on a date like, with like, a shorty. I won't shorty. be able to see shit from down there. Yeah, and No, I was like, I'm like, I... There was a time in my life that I probably would have been like, good point. Like, I better grab those so I can successfully date. And I was like, fuck that. You just need to find yourself a giant. Yeah, I they guess. They exist. So, 
her husband, Robert, has... Uh, by the way, this is not going towards dating Robert. Let me pre- preface by no saying... No one was thinking it was. Oh, well, but like it was going to get weird Till for a now. second because I'm going to talk about his feet. Okay. So anyway, Robert has huge feet. Mm-hmm. He, he wears size 15. So when you were talking about 13, Damn. like he has serious problems finding shoes. So he's only like, I don't know, 6'2", though. But... uh. He, he was, like, drinking the other night, and he just looks at me, and he's like, Hannah, I bet I just had a moment. Like, you know, when I go in a shoe store, there's all these pretty colors and styles. But me, I'm just I'm just looking for the only one big enough. <laughs> he's like, that's like you dating, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, kind of. That's probably really accurate. <laughs> right? Right, it is. You don't get to pick the color. <laughs> No, you know, you if you're lucky, you get a black one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or not. I don't know. But anyway. A bit racist? Uh, no. It was, I just didn't know where we were going with I'm that. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I was talking about black penises because they're bigger. Right. Yeah. I kind of thought that. But see, that's why I've told that story to a couple of people. So I thought it was actually pretty funny and pretty probably accurate with how I've ended up with people that I've ended up with in my life when I was reflecting back on it, just picking the one that's big enough. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like, every time I start that story where Robert has size 15 feet, because you have to tell that part to explain why he had that. They're like, where are you going with this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's why I felt it. That is a a bit of a tricky intro to that story. that was why I said that. Not... For any other reason. Yeah, pretty much any time you lead into a story with size 15 feet, people's <laughs> minds go right to dicks. Exactly. And Mine actually didn't, though, until we started talking about black guys. <laughs> Strangely enough. Strange. <laughs> Strange how that works. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, cool. anyway, that's that's a whole other issue because if you do online dating, like I've had people be like, are you really six feet tall? I was like, no. I, I just felt... Compelled to put down Godzilla's height for no good reason. Like, why Why would I claim that as a yeah, woman? Yeah, that would be a weird thing to do. <laughs> right? like, like, men claim that for sure when they're not because it's like... That, a, I find that to be weird also. Oh, uh, well... They're gonna find out. I find it to just be real normal at this point because I, like, my first date thing is, like, I'm gonna wear... When I said I wouldn't wear flats for someone, I wear the flattest boots I own mm-hmm. just to make sure. Because if a guy's like, I'm 6'1", I'm like, they're probably 5'11", and so I'll put on my shorter boots to check. Mm-hmm. And then when they're like, oh, you're you're not that tall, I'm like, well, I had to check if you were a liar. <laughs> yeah, because so, there's a lot of those out there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I've heard that people do, like, uh, they'll put high, like, a lot of women mm-hmm. will put high requirements. Right. Like, don't, you know, don't mess with me if you're under six foot. Right. But that seems kind of shitty unless you're in a situation where they're like, it's a tall woman. And it's like, right. hey, this is just a practical issue. It's not really, it's no no harm, no hard feelings. Yeah, I've had that. And people be like, hey, will you still talk to me? Like, I'm um, two inches under. I'm like, I mean, sure. Better be packing. <laughs> but I'm like, also, you need to realize you're dealing with an Amazon here. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it wasn't it wasn't a preference thing. It was a like, you are now gonna look up to me, little man. I'm yeah. Sorry. Both figuratively and literally. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because you're probably gonna be smarter than them too. Probably. Most likely. Yeah. I I got on uh, elite singles actually. So when I say okay. I'm not desperate, like I just just checking it out. You just want the top. 
The very best, the elite. Okay, but no one's elite on there, as it turns mm. out. It's it's a lie. So Don't they have, like, like high-end dating sites you need, like, a celebrity endorsement to get into? Wow, I don't know about those. I heard them talking about it on a podcast, but <laughs> I've never even been on any dating sites. So oh, that's probably a good place to be. I mean, my thought on this was I was like, well, if I go on Elite Singles, no one around here is going to be on there. I'll be safe. Yeah. That's Was that not true? <laughs> No, it's been true. Of, oh, there hasn't been no beach people? Not a one. Hmm. So that that was my safety deal there. But um, How far did you have to travel? I haven't met one of those people. Oh. No. Just online? Yeah. I mean, the people, yeah, I mean, like a couple of them talked to me, but no, they're like real weird. Mm. And like I, when I see elite singles and the questionnaire I had to fill out to get on that, I was like, this is going to be, this is going to be for real. You know, I'm putting down that I have a master's degree and stuff. And I'm like, I swear, I haven't found one yet that's not like high school, high school education. I'm like, I mean. Doesn't sound like elites. No. I'm I'm thoroughly, thoroughly disappointed. Yeah. That but does sound disappointing. I've met people online through other stuff. Like before, right after my divorce, that, that guy that we took on Saddle Mountain, met him online. That's right. I do remember that now. Mm-hmm. I, once you said the online thing, I remember. I remember. Yeah. He was, um, he was that redheaded dude. Yeah, yeah. With a beard. Yeah. I love a good redhead with a beard. Shout out Matt Ryder. I hope you're listening, buddy. <laughs> Who doesn't? I hope you still have a beard. <laughs> Matt well, Ryder is my giant friend, speaking of which. That's why I shouted oh. him out. He's a very tall guy. 6'6", six, six, I think. Maybe 6'8". Huh. I don't know. He's way up there. I, anyone over 6'5 to me is just like a beanstalk. Yeah, it's like, what's the point? He <laughs> <laughs> didn't choose to be that tall. Well, neither did I, but I, I The feel point like... is your genetics. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So true. My kids are going to be huge. <clears throat> Probably. Yeah. I think my kids are going to be pretty normal sized. Probably pretty average. Yeah. That's a good place to be, though. Yeah, the world's not built for giants. Uh-uh. I have a hard time getting comfortable in normal size seats, and I'm pretty normal size. Yeah. I just like to, you know, spread. <laughs> well, you and I are pretty much the same size-ish. Oh, I weigh more, so I'm bigger. Well, technically, yeah. I mean, like, I know you want to be bigger. I'm just I'm bigger. Be- <laughs> Look at the numbers. <laughs> I'm just being honest. We're similar size I have a teeter down humans. there, and I will hang on it and measure myself right now, and we'll show you that I'm bigger. Yeah. No, I, I'm going to take your word for it, because no, no lady wants to be bigger but well let's just fight it out and then we'll decide who's really the bigger person <laughs> okay sounds sounds like a plan I, I, I don't even care you can be bigger <laughs> oh you know what actually your wife sent me this thing and it was like it was this, i don't know some dating whatever and it was like text between these people and she was like how tall are you and the guy was like uh i don't know six foot or something why how how much do you weigh and the girl's like, excuse me? I saw that. Okay, so you saw So anyway, the whole point was basically the guy was like, how much do you weigh? And that seemed to matter when you were asking my height. But I was Could like, you fit in an average size rowboat? <laughs> yeah. And I, I like, my response to Melissa was something along the lines of, yeah, like I can see how that's rude, but I'll straight up give the guy my stats like a baseball card and just tell mm-hmm. him he needs to add 20% to both. That's how people used to do it? Yeah, like I don't even care. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't get offended if he was like, I'll tell you how tall I am if you tell me how much you weigh. And I'll be like, perfect, you also tell me how much you weigh to make sure it's more than what I weigh. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. To make me feel comfortable. It just seems like uh, people are 
prioritizing everyone's feelings. Like you can't you can't have opinions about what you like anymore. Right. Like why not? I know. You're allowed to like whatever you want. Exactly. And also you don't have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also though, like people are like, are you telling me you wouldn't date someone shorter? Like, I'm not telling you that. Of it's... course you'd date somebody who's shorter and also very rich. <laughs> yeah, there that's that's a valid point. Also, I just don't know how it would happen. That's mm-hmm. where I, I, and I'm like, what do you mean you don't know how that would happen? Well, first of all, if I have to meet this person online because of COVID, they're going to see this six foot and they're pretty much out. Maybe. Most of them are anyway, except for some like, some real weirdies that are like down in that five, five range. When Bald guys. <laughs> it's the short thing. When they, I don't trust bald guys. When they get, well, I have a Short ones. Yeah. George Costanza types. <laughs> Uh yeah, exactly. They're shifty. They are shifty, but they get down in the like short range, and it, they like seem to have a tall girl fetish. So there's that. Mm-hmm. I had to deal. I, I once had a jockey try to try to take, take you me for out a ride. To lunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Oh, that created a great visual. <laughs> uh. yeah, that that happened once. Uh, yeah, it was weird. Anyway, but the... Was he a really tiny man? Oh, yeah. He, he pulled out his jockey card, and he was riding in the 110 weight class. Oh, that's not that small. Are you kidding? 110? I mean... That's like a child. It's pretty small. <laughs> so tiny. Yeah. Like, have you a, a grown man that's 110? No, I guess I don't know any. <laughs> exactly. He was real tiny. Like, I could have had two or three of them, like one under each arm and one on my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> it was not gonna happen. Yeah. Anyway, so my point was like, it's probably just not gonna happen. Like, cause some like short guy, I'm just gonna be like, no, I'm not gonna talk to you. And then also, just like what you're attracted to, like a lot of times people that are just beneath my eye level, I just like uh, I just disappear. Where'd they well, go? Yeah. I don't even know. There could be some genetics <laughs> to that. Probably. Just, well, like if you think about in the ancestral environment, <laughs> a female brain is gonna need to be protected that's true maybe not an amazon one i don't know if that's a real thing or a mythical creature <laughs> <Me either. laughs> um it's talked about a lot though yeah yeah it could be both could be have you seen wonder woman uh, i haven't because i heard it was lame yeah real boring yeah i'm talking about the first one. Oh no i haven't watched any of them but you know i reference her a lot because she's an amazon yeah that's yeah. where i was going with yeah that. um yeah the new one's like Wonder Woman 84, right? Yeah, I heard that was terrible. I always thought, I mean, I, I thought that it was like a, a a smashed together version of like Wonder Woman and George Orwell's 1984, which uh, would make a, a pretty dope flick. Right. I don't know. I just, I heard it was trash. Yeah, me too. So I didn't watch it. You ever read 1984? No. You should read it. Okay. Probably won't though. Probably I'm, not. Just <laughs> being honest. <laughs> Um, it's a good book, but it, it, it's kind of, you know, you'd have to get it out. You got to open it up. You got to flip all these pages. <laughs> and honestly, you've already lost me right there. Exactly. Most people. No, I do read, but I only like to read things that are like the talk show. No, not talk show. Like Chelsea Handler books. No, like soap opera equivalent. Oh, them dirty books. No, not even that. Oh, just they have I can to... tell. No. <laughs> they just like have a little like... uh, steamy erotica books, huh? With the guy with his shirt open on the front, long hair. Fabio? Fabio type. <laughs> uh, no. 
That's not mm. where I was going, but they have to just Have be... you read those? You might like them. <laughs> um, once. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was weird because my grandma gave it to me. And she's like, this is good. You'll like it. And then I got really uncomfortable knowing that my grandma had read those same words. There was one sitting on the break room table at Jack's when I was oh, a teenager. And I, I, I would flip through it every once in a while. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. No, I just mean they have to be really entertaining. Like no deep thoughts mm-hmm. or I'm just out. What about Fifty Shades of Grey? Did you ever read that one? I didn't. Really? Really. I find that surprising. <laughs> it's like lady porn. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I did read that one. Um, <laughs> and I read it in one day. You read lady we, porn. Yeah, I was trying to read it before my ex-wife got back uh, because <laughs> it was embarrassing. Um, now everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, a, it was a filthy book. Yeah. So I've heard. Yeah. Anyway, what else is we going on about in your life? Running. Oh yeah, I meant to get to that. But I gotta get another beer. Okay. Um, that's a good idea, actually. Another beer. Yeah. Thank you. No, I'm not done. <laughs> Still working Just on it. Line them up there. That's so, a good one. I heard you ran your own marathon. Oh, I did. So how did that come about? Oh, it was like, it was a really bad life choice. Um, you know, they say if you hang out with four drug dealers, you'll likely be the fifth. And yeah. if you hang out with uh, four millionaires, you'll likely be the fifth. So I hang out with a lot of runners that have done marathons. And I became like probably the seventh so that that's how that came about. Your mom's a big runner, right? Yeah. And she didn't start till later in life? Uh-uh. Well, she used to run when I was younger, but then she, like, quit for years and years. But anyway, I did. I what finally... happened to make her quit? Um, Some little kid taking up all her time? No, actually. She always exercised, but, like, back problems and stuff. And then, oh. like, she just figured out, like, chiropractics and sports medicine and got her shit together. Figured out she could handle it after all. Um, no, so, you know, I run with all these people, and they're all a bunch of marathon runners, and I was pretty much, you know, I run all the time, and I've done lots of halves, so I was like the only one left in the running group that's an unofficial group club that hadn't done a marathon, so I thought it was finally my time, and, uh, you know, I was done having babies, like in the last 10 years of running I've done, I've had to, like, run through being pregnant twice, and... All of that stuff. So I was like feeling ready for it. Post-divorce feeling, uh, you know, got all that out of my system where I wasn't drinking too much or hung over all the time. So I signed up for a marathon and then 2020 happened. Mm-hmm. So right when the pandemic started, you were like trained up? Um, I mean. When was I, your race supposed to be? So my race was supposed to be like June 28th, I think. End of June 2020. So, um, I, I had, I was like just at the starting point, I think when like everything really shut down starting point of training, but I, I started training thinking, oh, it'll be fine. Like we're going to all be shut down for a couple weeks. And... Three weeks, I think is what I remember thinking. <laughs> yeah. Like, ah, it'll be three weeks. We'll be back, back to normal. Yeah. So I followed my training plan and I was running, you know, b- did the whole thing, build up 14 miles. You've done this 
14 yeah. mile long runs, 18 mile long runs, 20 mile long runs. And then it was it like so much time, so much time. And it was getting to the point where I was like, you know, it's not looking, it's not looking promising, but I just kept going. Cause like, don't, don't quit in the middle of a training plan. And yeah. uh, so I didn't. And then it was like, yep, it's definitely canceled. And, um, Actually, my mom did it with me too, so it wasn't it wasn't a marathon for one; it was a marathon for two. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was pretty horrible. Did you do like a virtual race where you're signed up with a bunch of people, or was it just something you did on your own? Well, I was still I like I had paid for that marathon in like November or December of 2019, so um, it. Like, you know, they kept you updated. Like, we're trying to have this. Because it wasn't a super huge marathon I was signed up for. It was one, like, kind of up in the mountains. So I was – that was another reason I was still hopeful. It wasn't, like, you know, downtown Seattle or something where it's, like, you knew it was out. I was, like, this is a small enough one. I think it could still happen. It was kind of, like, it's almost partially a trail marathon. So I really was holding out hope. Where was it? Um, It's on Snoqualmie Pass. It's the one that, like, you know, everyone does to qualify for Boston Uh because it's slightly downhill. downhill. Yeah. Um, so I just kept thinking, it'll probably, it'll probably still happen. Like they'll stagger starts, like somehow they're going to find a way. And then they never did. And so, um, I didn't do a virtual one per se, but I still did that one and like reported my time. And so they sent me this stuff, which coincidentally turned out to be the worst running swag I've ever gotten. That sucks. Yeah. It's like, it's like this wooden thing on a shoelace. Oh. Like, like uh, we had at Sispus, the wood I mean, wood cookies. It, it, I haven't heard the term wood cookie in a while. Do you remember I, that? I, oh, I totally do. Yeah, yeah I you, still have mine. You took me back, but uh, Sispus was fun. Uh, I shit my pants though. That sucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was still scared of leaving home, so I cried every night. Um, actually, that's funny you say that. Um, so the first Sispus was a, a camp that we got to go to. It's in sixth grade. Uh, elementary school, the, our entire class got to go to this camp for five days or something, yeah. maybe even less. It was uh, really cool, though, and it had, like, hiking, and, you know, it was it was fun. But that's the first experience of a lot of us leaving home for any amount of time, and yeah. so it could be emotionally kind of taxing. <laughs> um, I actually went back uh, just, like, that same year for leadership camp because right. I was the seventh grade ASB oh, president. Oh, school. Yeah. Worst experience of my life. <laughs> um, so I didn't have any friends there. Dan Liu was supposed to come also, and he didn't show up. And I was in seventh grade, so it's all these older kids, and <clears throat> I was very fat. <laughs> I and remember. My so dad was I, <laughs> drove me there on his Honda Shadow. Uh, so I came on a motorcycle. I was the only fat kid on a motorcycle (laughs) in the whole camp so everybody was looking at me and I also didn't have any friends there so like I got off the motorcycle and I like didn't know where to stand and I didn't know what to do with my hands so I just pretty much just stood there like an idiot not knowing where to go and um and then Liz Blake told me that I uh, got way fatter since the last time she saw me and I just wanted to kill myself (laughs) um and so I didn't I did uh, I wanted to cry so bad like from that moment until the end of the camp that I couldn't talk. Like I was basically mute for five days. I can't, 
And you know how they do a leadership camp. Oh, they you want have, you to you cry. Have to talk they want cry. you to cry. Like yeah. they, they're telling they you all these sad stories. Yeah. They're trying to just get you in, engaged emotionally. <laughs> and I was just the fucking ice man. I was like, nope, not going to cry. And I just, instead, I just decided not to, uh, not to open my mouth or <laughs> to uh, engage in any way. And uh, it was a real pain in the ass because it was like eight to one uh, girls to guys. Like, <laughs> Just and they really were high school girls. There were some high school girls. Yeah, it was seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. Oh. So it was all older people. And they were all super nice people. And like it was a leadership camp. So they're all right. like trying to reach out and, you know, make me feel at home. And, you're like, and nope. I'm just like, you know, can't talk. Don't want to cry. <laughs> Too homesick. Um But believe it or not, that wasn't the worst experience I had at Sisters. <laughs> <laughs> um so you remember the five mile hike? Yeah, that, I do. Ring a bell. Um, <laughs> I didn't make it all five miles. <laughs> I remember this story because you told it in the running van. Oh, I did, huh? Yeah. Yeah, where I heard the coast. But, like, it, I don't remember specifics, but I know where you're going. Yeah, well, you had to get up super early, which <laughs> I love to do. So I got up at, like, 5 a.m. and... You know, got my fat ass out of the bed and put on my hiking clothes and started trucking up the hill with everybody else. And it, so it's like a big group of kids with right. like one or two adults. And we had to hike up this trail two and a half miles, uh, look at the whatever they looked at. I don't know. I didn't make it. And then hike back. <laughs> and um, You know I can't handle a poop story. <laughs> I, I just can't stop laughing already. It's mostly, it's mostly a story about me hiking <laughs> with a poop no. ending. <laughs> Um, it actually, oh. it's a story about friendship is what it really is because <laughs> it has a happy ending. But so eh, about a mile in, I'd say not far <laughs> enough to where it's like an emergency, but far enough to where it's a concern. Um, I start to feel a, a little rumble in my tumble and I am like, okay, I can make it. And then I realize, like, oh my God, it's almost 7 a.m. That's my poop time. <laughs> What am I going to do? That is serious. Like, that's a thing. It's a thing. It is. Uh, it's, to this day, it's, it's still my poop time. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of years. Yeah, you know, I'm a consistent, I'm a regular guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I'm like, all right, it's not going to be an issue. I can hold it. One day off schedule is not going to kill me. And so I go a little further, maybe almost, almost halfway to where we got to the turnaround point. I realize, no, sir, you need to go now. <laughs> So I didn't say a word to any adult or any kid. I just turned around and left. <laughs> and I started walking straight back to the cabin <laughs> with my butt cheeks clenched. <laughs> I could tell by the way the rumble was rumbling that it was, uh, it's not a happy, it was not a happy poop that I was in store for, that was in store for me. And I needed to hurry. But, you know, you're in that classic dilemma. Do I risk <sighs> shitting myself? To run to get there faster. <laughs> but you were or, also a fat kid, so that was like... I wasn't real fast, so no. it may have not been worth it. But no. you're right, and that's the reasoning that I also followed, and I just clenched and walked at a reasonable pace <laughs> and just hoped for the best. And uh, so I made it back to the cabin, completely dry pants, <laughs> totally fine. Right as I put my hand on the doorknob, my body was like, you made it! <laughs> And I just shit in my pants. <laughs> um, oh, my and gosh. And so, obviously, this is sixth grade, and um, I was 
I will call it an awkward phase. <laughs> I was in my most awkward and insecure phase of my life. Yeah. And I thought of this as about the worst thing that could have ever happened. <laughs> so it's pretty bad. Like I'm gonna agree with everyone who still who stayed at the cabin because only about like maybe a third of the kids go on this right. hike in the morning. <laughs> All the like the sleeping kids are still asleep. <laughs> And so I'm like rushing around the cabin, like trying to figure out how to solve this problem (laughs) without anybody finding out. Uh. And so I go in the bathroom, clean myself up, and I just take the underwear and I just throw them (laughs) in the garbage can. Um, And you know how you get when you're involved in a crisis like this. You don't really – you're not aware of the smells around. So I thought I got away with it. You know, I took a shower. I was cleaned up. Things – like people started trickling back in. Uh, trickle is the wrong word to use there, but <laughs> people start coming back to the cabin and uh, immediately they're like, oh, my God, <laughs> what's the smell? Uh, and uh, long story short, they traced it back to the garbage can <laughs> and found that somebody had shit their pants. And uh, so then it was a big, you know, witch hunt. Who shit their pants? And I was... You know, I had to take the aggressive you stance. It, right? Of course. Yeah. I had to take it's this it's just like when I wrote my friend uh, a death threat in first grade. Um I had to I I addressed the death threat to both him and I so that I would not does. be a suspect. Absolutely. You have yeah. to. Um never meant to hurt anybody. You know, I just when you yeah. cross me and you get me out at Foursquare when we had a deal, you know, there are gonna be consequences. Sure. Um anyway, that's a story for another time. But it is a good one. I'll have to come back to that. <laughs> um, anyway, do you remember Caesar? Yep, I do. He was the king who stuck in the bathtub. He couldn't, couldn't get out. <laughs> oh, who knows what to do? Do you remember that play? No. Okay. Somebody remembers it out there who's listening and but they're I laughing remember, right now. I remember him. He he played a king who got stuck in the bathtub in a Hilltop production. Are you sure it wasn't an Ocean Park production? That's why I don't remember it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Uh, but anyway... I digress. Caesar came to my defense. Didn't even know who it was that he was defending. But um, he's like, what, you guys think that your shit don't stink? And he just started saying that a bunch of times because uh, people were getting aggressive about it. They like right. wanted to find out who this person was. Right. And um, yeah, then everyone thought it was him. Wow. Yeah. That's and really nice. He didn't care because he's like, it wasn't me. And it was, uh, I from that day forward, I was always like, I love that guy. Yeah. That's a good dude. That makes sense. Standing up for me like that. That, uh, you did have a traumatic CISPIS time twice. Yeah, Yeah, that that first one was a... You know, my second time at CISPIS wasn't good either, but it was when I went back after you won that speech for me, Mm -hmm. and I had to to go, like, as an older person back to CISPIS. That must have been a lot different. It was, but I remember, like, the only story that I specifically remember... Once again, they do make you want to cry a lot. Like, they're trying. And my parents were about to go through a divorce. And, like, I don't know why. I was like, it doesn't make me cry. Like, mm-hmm. and they're like, how do you feel about that? Or something, you know. Does it like, make you sad that you don't want to cry? Right. And I'm like, not really. What if we have this little girl tell you a story about how her dad died? Right. And then, yeah. And people just kept crying. And then I remember one time they were, like, making you do some, like, team building thing. And I just, like... The Devil Wears Prada had come out, that movie. Classic film. Yeah, love it. Went and saw it with Matt Bellinger, actually. Sadie Newell saw us there and thought we were on a date. But we Shout were actually... out Matt Bellinger and Sadie Newell. Yeah, we were, we were actually just 
watching Devil Wears Prada because it's Matt. But anyway. Did I tell you Matt wrote me a letter? Uh-uh. I, it was really cool. Like a handwritten, nice letter. That is cool. Yeah, I just got it the other day. Huh. It was, it was really cool. That is. Um, I talked about it on the podcast already. Oh, so well, I, 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 I tell you don't listen. I do listen, but I'm not caught up yet. It's I, all right. Listen I'm, I'm to pumping probably, them out. Probably about three hours I've listened. That's a sizable amount. That's a, that's a good investment. I appreciate it. Yeah. So anyway, Devil Wears Prada. Pretty sure Matt's listened to all of them. Uh, and we're doing some team building thing out in the hot, hot sun of Randall, Washington, or wherever the hell that place. I think that's actually where it is. I thought it was in like Narnia. Um, <laughs> I really be. couldn't find it on a map. It's like Randall. Okay. Close to it. So anyway. I didn't even know what state we were in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it, it's like all hot out and like I'm just done like problem solving. Like it's one of those things like you step on the path and like there might be a bomb and they have to tell, you know, and I was just like, I'm over it. I don't want to problem solve this anymore. Lunch is coming up and I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. And so I started quoting the Devil Wears Prada about how she was like, Oh, I'm on this diet, and if I get really hungry, I just have a cube of cheese, and then I'm all right, and I don't pass out. And I said that, and then, like, later, they were analyzing our work as a team, and whoever the asshole was that was analyzing how we work together, like, quoted Hannah quoting The Devil Wears Prada about getting hungry about cheese. And she's like, and then Hannah came in with random comments about eating cheese like is that a problem that's what i want i mean like do you guys not solve problems by being happy like i'm talking about fun things apparently not and so like that's my standout memory from that experience i was telling it to stephanie ryan Mm -hmm. and we were both grumpy and hungry and i was like well not what i get hungry i eat a cube of cheese and like they quoted me on that and like it was a bad thing yeah, that's that's ridiculous. I know. So, but uh, yeah, you know that girl now is probably very just poor. Probably got fat. Probably. Yeah. Fuck her. And meanwhile, I still looking good. Eat cubes of cheese too when I get hungry. It's working as one does. Cheese is like one of my very favorite foods. Yeah. Actually, it's one of my very favorite materials. Period. Yeah. Exactly. It's kind of amazing. It's like rotten milk. I'd be, I know, and why is it so good? I'd be yeah. sad if I couldn't eat cheese. You ever leave a baby bottle sitting too long? Oh, for sure. Make cheese? <laughs> You're like, should I try it? <laughs> I never had that happen. Hmm. I never thought about trying it, but definitely I know what you're talking Me about. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you say so. How? Oh, so we went from running to Sispis just because oh, yeah. of wood cookies. Let's go back to running. <laughs> that was good. Um, so the marathon, how was the actual experience of doing it? So where did you run it first of all? Yeah, that's the crazy part. Cause anyone around here, like I, my mom's husband drove us up to Ledbetter, like oh in the park, Inglot. Did you run the beach back? No. Oh, that's was one when in my twenties was one of my dreams to like have a marathon that takes place on the peninsula on all on the beach. Yeah, the beach would be so boring though because you're yeah, just always looking at the same thing. I yeah. can't run more than like three miles on the beach without just feeling like it's been 20. But they do races where they have people run around a track for 24 hours. Well, but those people are weird. I like wanted I, those people, the weirdos. I don't. Anyway, I went up to Ledbetter, down like through Oysterville, cut across to Jack's and like literally took the front road to the golf course in Long Beach and I had mapped this out. In that's my... a dangerous place to run. Yeah, but you know what? Like, you think that's, like, a long strip, but 
I had hit 10 miles by the time I hit Jack's. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't realize how much life there is beyond Jack's. Like, pretty much I I hit there and I'm like, well, further. So I was pretty shocked that Mm -hmm. I hit 10 miles at Jack's. Um, that That, like, strip of road was only, like, six or, no, I think it's, like, seven miles of the 26. Yeah, it's weird. The perspective is different. Yeah. From, from like, Jack's to the golf course. And then once I hit the golf course, got on the beach trail, went down to Seaview, and then back up to my house for 26.2 miles. That's a long way. Yeah, and when I mapped it out in my truck, it's lifted and has big tires, and I strategically picked out places to make Robert meet us with Gatorade. So we had, like, hydration stops, and um, I did a poor job. I did a poor job of mapping that out because, um, you know, my mileage was off because I have big tires. So Mm. I thought I would hit mile 16 at the golf course, and I was already at 18. Um, So I had not had a whole lot of liquids. Oh. Like as much as I – I mean, two miles is not a huge deal, but they were just poorly spaced. Mm -hmm. I was like, if you're here, it'll be about that. Here, it'll be about that. Um, so I hit 18 miles and when I got there, I actually just wanted to get to my house. I knew from the golf course to my house, I could just straight shoot two miles. And I was like, we'll just call this a 20 mile long run and I'm out. Mm -hmm. And I cried a little bit. Did you end up doing that? I didn't because, um, I had people meet me there at that point. I did start taking walking breaks then though. So it was a disappointing performance. Like my, my, uh training and my ability had me set to do like under four hours uh-huh now that, that was my end goal that's fast but like when you just do it and there's no real race and there's no race day adrenaline and you're running down the freaking peninsula where you could just drive yeah <laughs> because you, could, you like, do all the time it was it, the vibe wasn't there so i ran like i ran i, I think i ran about 15 miles impressive 15 to 18, I started running slow. And then 18 plus I started taking walking breaks. So my finishing time was like four hours and 17 minutes, which... That's still faster than my slow one. Really? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's respectable. It was under 10 minutes by the time you averaged it out. But like, it was 17 minutes past what I could have done. Because I was just like, I was just like, fuck this. This is actually horrible. And I'm an idiot for trying this. Yeah, I've felt like that a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. But <clears throat> now I can say I've done it, and now yeah. I don't want to do it again. You will, I bet, if you keep running. I probably will, but I won't until the world is normal, and I can guarantee that I'll have a legit race with, oh, yeah. with cool shit. Because this had no cool shit at all. It actually had the opposite of cool shit. But when I got to my doorstep, I will say my cousin had left me a Texas-sized donut nice. from Cottage Bakery waiting for me. Shout out Cottage Bakery. Yeah, and Katie for bringing me the donut. Yeah, but mostly Cottage Bakery. <laughs> sure. I mean, she had to get out of her house and, like, drive to Cottage Bakery and get me a donut. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah, but it's always a pleasure to go to Cottage Bakery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Valid point. And then uh, Sarah Taylor brought me a six-pack of Bowie IPA mm. to me while I was in my bathtub. 
Uh, Were you pretty sore? I was. I was having an ice bath in there. So I was like having convulsions and stuff. And uh, she delivered me a six pack to my bathroom. That's nice. It was nice. The second time I ran a marathon, they gave us too much swag. Like. No such thing. uh, I don't know. You get like, they gave us like one of those windbreakers that are made out of paper. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, That said Portland Marathon on it. And and like a, maybe even a full windbreaker suit made of paper i don't really remember <laughs> i was a little delirious yeah um and but they also gave us like a, a finisher medal plus a uh commemorative coin That's plus cool. um a bunch of oh a banana you know the standard fair right. banana granola bar you know juice box and uh tasting a little a small tree a tree they, yeah a tree like to plant in your yard. Um, <laughs> I got. I picked it? a western red cedar because that's my tree. Um, did you plant it? Yeah, I did. Where is it? It's in Owaco. Oh, okay. And it's probably not there anymore because it was short, you know, so. And we don't need short things, so you just get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got it. Well, it probably got hit by a lawnmower <laughs> oh, or something. Yeah, that's where I was going with that too. Yeah, but um, yeah, on the way home from that, so I kind of just did that um i had signed up with nine months to train right and then i decided nah <laughs> i'm just gonna not do it and then um my life started getting kind of unwieldy like i i just started i was unhappy i was depressed and i was just like meh i'll just go do it anyway but right. i did i didn't really train that much and um i i had ran en- enough to be like i could just get out and Try and, it, you know, if it starts to hurt, I'll go slower. Whatever. I'll just do right. it. At least I'll get me out of the house. Get me away from, you know, get me out of the house. Right. <laughs> and um, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I ran for that. So I went and I did it. And the I started with a pacing group uh, for like an eight-minute pace, oh. which <laughs> is comfortable for me when I'm in shape. Yeah. Um, maybe not for 26 miles. Yeah, like never. Um, but – I think my my PR was an 8:45 pace for the first marathon. That's pretty good. So I but I I knew I wasn't gonna get that. So but right. I just I was just like I'll just let them pass me as I need to. Right. So I was running with this big group and I was just like feeling great, like on top of the world. And um, seven miles in, I remember seven. that distinctly. This it was the the seven mile mark. Oh fuck! I started realizing. That's too soon. Yeah, I know. I started realizing, I was like, I've never ran seven miles this fast before. <laughs> um, I should probably slow down a little bit. And right as I was having that thought, both of my legs just started cramping up oh, in the back. And yeah. um, I slowed down to the nine-minute mi- mile uh, group and just progressively got worse and worse. And I was dehydrated and um, it got really hot. I remember oh, the yeah, this one section after the... Um, St. John's Bridge. He ran over the St. John's Bridge. Oh, yeah. And then there was a, directly after that, there was a long stretch where it was just really exposed to the sun. And both sides of the trail or path or sidewalk, I don't even remember if I was on a road or what, but I just remember seeing people on the sides puking and just like laying there twitching. See, I missed that experience and I've heard about it so many times. I wanted to run through those people. I just ran through them. Yeah, that's Um, what I want. Very slowly. Right, but yeah. you're like, I'm still running, bitches. Yeah, yeah. barely. I don't even know if you could call it running. Shuffling. You get to um, that shuffle point. Yep, yep. Yeah. Hilton was there, and he told me that when I came around the corner, he didn't even think it was me because I he thought I was an old man. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
so relatable. Because I had a big beard, <laughs> and um, I was like kind of skinny and just right. like hunched over and not. Gump, you were gumping it. Like Rip Van Winkle. <laughs> it was not good. Yeah. And so the drive home, and I was, my brother and Hilton drove separately. Uh, so I was in my own car, and I kept having to pull over. I bet. And get out of the car and like lay on the ground and stretch my legs because I was having just like yeah. horrible cramps. Yeah. When I got done, I um. I just kind of like started flopping around my living room, like uh-huh. it, like kind of like a fish that got thrown on a boat. Like yeah, it's weird. I was like, I'm uncomfortable. I can't sit here. Nope, can't be here. Like, and I just kind of kept. I was like laying on my floor, mm-hmm. like flopping around. Yes, yeah, it'll do it to you. Yeah, it was. I, I, and I, you're right. I probably will do it again. But like, I need to know that the world is not going to throw a pandemic at me because yeah. I got to do a real one. Where I get to witness those puking people, all that stuff. Like I missed out on all the fun stuff. That is pretty fun. Yeah. That the the hardship is kind of what makes it memorable. And you know what I miss the most that I can't wait till we get to do again is another hood to coast Washington. Yeah, me too. I don't want to do the serious one. I don't want to do that overnight business. Uh, I'd I'd do that again. Well, I'd probably do it, but like our experience of doing that Washington one. That was fun. So fun. Both times. I wish they would just keep it as a relay that goes in a line. I know. The loop just really bothers me to start, (laughs) to finish where you started. It is stupid. It's stupid. It is. I don't get it. But like, I'll still do it. I would do it. The moment that we can. Yeah. I haven't run, I haven't been running much. I want to, I want to like actually try and place. I think that'd be fun. Because... The two times we've done it, we've made catastrophic mistakes with our team. Like, to the fault of no one, really. Except for that one time that Melissa... (laughs) That was too funny. That was my fault. I ran too fast. (laughs) Yeah, you were just... Yeah, too fast. Like, your your wife was just like, oops. And you're, like, looking around for your team. Where are you guys? And I wasn't just looking around. I was screaming. (laughs) We're hanging out. Everyone was staring at me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I could see you guys in the parking lot, <laughs> yeah. and Melissa still had her coat on. Yeah, we were we were pretty happy up there. It was a good time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the I got to the relay point, and no nobody was there to take the no take the baton. That's up. not the only time that happened to me. <laughs> I think maybe I need to stop underestimating myself. <laughs> yeah, overestimate my, and have uh, us waiting. Yeah, that'd be better. Tom Sutherland did it, but he was like yeah. twenty minutes late. Right. Uh, and he was more pissed off than me. Oh, I bet. They, like, stop to take showers or something. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, no, I mean, we need to try. That that second year that Melissa was supposed to do it, but, like, we all knew. We're like, you just had a baby, Melissa. You're... She was pregnant, I think. No. it was she, she had had Amelia, but we were all like, it's too soon. Like, she was like, I can do it. And we were like, no, you can't. It's going to be bad. And then finally she realized, like, no, I can't. You're right. This is bad. And that's how we got Jeff involved. Me? No, other Hilton. Jeff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was fun. It was super fun. But that's what made us have to – We ha- remember we had to be uh, – uh, like compete with the men, the yeah. men's division because we were four men and two women and we needed 50-50. And we did pretty good. We did. Even though we gave Jeff a horrible section that we should not have done to him we're like oh he's not prepared for this and let's give him the tough one in the heat i don't remember what the justification was i mean mostly i think it was i didn't want to do it if I'm oh being it was honest. you you traded him i didn't trade i just didn't assigned him 
I wasn't willing to trade. It's the problem. Like, oh, I had yeah. an easy leg, but, like, I didn't need it, so I shouldn't have kept it. I should have given it to him, but I wanted it. Yeah. Because that first year we did it, I didn't have the easy leg. And remember, that was the year I was, like, in crisis mode from just having my husband leave. That's and right. so, like, I was not okay. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, like, eat, sleep, or do anything. So I was like, this is my year. I'm taking the easy leg. Screw that. And... I probably should have gave it to Jeff in red. No, he did all right. He did. Um, I made him run a marathon with me once, and he's like 240 pounds. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Uh, um, and he did it. Like, we actually got sixth in the men's division that day. I didn't realize that. We did. That's awesome. Out of, like, a lot of teams. And yeah. we had two women, and we did that to poor Jeff. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know— I don't know if you remember, but we were there for quite a while waiting for him, starting to get cons- – you were super concerned because he's like your child that day. You're like yeah. rubbing sunscreen on him and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that comes up so often. It's like he's got big shoulders. How is he supposed to rub his on his own back? Okay. Right. right. Oh, I know. There's nothing weird about it. I'm a good friend. Yeah, no, I didn't think it was weird. It was caring. But the point was <laughs> – well, he's just going to burn. I, I think that the, I just wanted to do it instead mm-hmm. was the main thing. I was like, yeah. just give me the sunscreen. I'll take care of it. I I'm, I didn't want you to miss spots. you know. I, <laughs> right. You knew you'd do it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't say the same for me. Mm. But, uh, yeah, that we, we ended up sixth. That's awesome. I know. I would do it again. If you want to do it again, I'll do it again. No, I totally do. And so does Jake. Honestly, uh, the, the thing that I don't like doing is coordinating i'm yeah. not i'm not a coordinator i mean i am professionally that's right is actually what my job title is but i don't like to coordinate <laughs> things right well um, I in my free that. time we need to though yeah but i think we should you ever like, think about doing obstacle course races i have thought about that they are a blast sounds like fun yeah they're fun i've only done one uh but I really, really liked it. And I think that it would be more fun to do it competitively. I agree. Because I, I, we just didn't do it that competitively. I stayed with a group. Right. Um, I lack upper body strength proportionately. <laughs> I do. But still, like, when it comes to stuff, like, I just know. Like, I'm going to get to something and my poor little noodle arms are going to just be like, oh, it's too bad you did too many squats, lady. No, your noodle arms – don't care about your squats. They want you to do pull-ups. <laughs> that's my point. You don't so, even know what body, gr- what muscle groove you're talking no, about. No, that's what I'm saying. I do know what I'm saying. I'm saying my okay. poor little, my noodle arms are going to be like, too bad you did too many squats, lady, because gotcha. like you're not fucking helping now. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I knew bad. where I was going with that. Um, I'm not that. The, well, what I'm saying is like just it's it's crazy how fast you build strength. Oh, I know. Um, but that's that is funny you say that. That's the only thing that I did not do well on was the like monkey bars and stuff. Oh yeah, I'd be fucked. It's hard. It feels like it's gonna up... rip your arms off. <laughs> you have to hold up all of this. Like yeah. that's a lot. Mm-hmm. I have a heavy body. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but that's why I. So and after yours is that time, than mine. as you can see, I have a pull-up bar now at my house. I saw, yeah. And I, I that's that. because I, I got on those monkey bars and felt like I was going to – like my fat body was just going to rip my arms off. <laughs> and I saw these little skinny guys just zip, 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 just go across. And I was like, I want to do that. So now I do pull-ups and I don't feel like that. It's funny that you say that because like – I mean we were both the fat kid. Like you look pretty skinny to me. So when you're like you, you see too. these little skinny guys, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'm not that kind of skinny. 
No, not the kind that can zip across monkey bars. No, Uh, I'm husky. I've also, I thought, I'm so fit now. I bet I can just zoom across those. And I did it at the park in Astoria. And I I didn't zoom, but Mm -hmm. I made it across the monkey bars with my kids. The next day, I felt like... Like, I, like, tried to rip my armpits off. Yeah. Like, it was the worst pain imaginable. We don't do a lot of motions with our arms <laughs> no. above our head. No. So your mobility is probably yeah. limited. The my, moment, I know mine is. Yeah. No. Horrible. The moment that I, whew, that was when I was like, I probably shouldn't do a mud race because it sounds tough. The, the, the way they set them up, though, if you can't do something, there's, like, burpees. Substitute. Yeah, you do burpees. I don't like those either, particularly, but I could do them. Yeah. Uh, I did it with Melissa, and so I would do the, like, I wasn't just going to stand there and wait. If there right. was a thing she couldn't do, I would do the burpees also. <laughs> so I was doing the events oh, and the burpees. That's that's pretty impressive. Well, it kind of made me think, like, if I got a group of people together to, like, train and right. do this, I bet we could do a really good job. Yeah, I probably could. Yeah. I, I do have more upper body strength now than I did then, but... Still, Ugh. any kind of race is fun. It I is just fun. Like racing. I miss it so much. Me too. It's probably the worst part about twenty 2020, twenty now twenty twenty one. It's crazy that it's just continuing on. It is. I know. How's school going with COVID? I told you it's good. It's. You're... I like it better. Mm-hmm. I mean, minus the masks and all. You know, the desks on a tape X. Yeah. I mean that that part's weird, but. As far as, like, hanging out all day and doing assignments with only, like, eight kids, Mm -hmm. it's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's, like, an ideal class size. Yeah. I mean, mine are actually bigger than that. Seventh grade has a lot. But um, my Monday-Tuesday group is all girls. Somehow that Mm. happened. So it's just me, like, eight to ten girls all day long. Are they catty? No. They're the smart girls? They're No. They're just chill. Just chill. And I... Now I just said the girls weren't smart. That's not what I meant by no, that. No, you didn't say they weren't smart. You just said that that's not what you're talking about. Yeah, they're not like the nerdy group is my yeah, point. Yeah, that's, that's what I was asking. I, I figured. Yeah. But well, because those girls enough. don't seem to get as like uh No. Oh, she said this. No. Like social manipulation, social uh, war games. Yeah, so the other day, actually, uh, Crudes 2. I don't know if you've seen it. You have kids. Have you seen Crudes 2 yet? Mm-mm. Okay, well, anyway whole part of the movie there's the thunder sisters and Mm. all the women go to rescue the men and they call themselves the thunder sisters and they all have these like crazy names like i forget what they are but it's like you know fireheart and stuff like that but one of them's name is bog water and like bong water yeah (laughs) see i knew you'd get it right yeah it's easy but i completely missed it Mm -hmm. so uh like the movie says like your name will be Bogwater. And, like, I just immediately thought of marsh- Water from a cranberry bog. Marshes right? and bogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, funny funny stuff. Bogwater. Well, the other day we're on on this walk, the girls and I, and, and uh, she goes, Miss Bolden, we're, we're the Thunder Sisters. And, like, I was like, that was actually funny and, and witty, um, as a matter of fact. And... Uh, so, you know, they're like, I'm Fireheart, I'm this, I'm this one. And I was like, I'm Bogwater. <laughs> and, like, still thinking about bogs. 
didn't think of it when I watched it with my kids and wasn't thinking about it then. And the girls like had a giggling fit over it. I'm like, what? I'm just like, that was like the funny name. Seventh graders know what bongs are? Apparently they do. And seventh grade. I don't think I did. No, seventh grade me would have had no idea what they were talking about, but like different times. And so like the, the bad part was normally when I make a mistake like that or like the answer to a math problem is 69 or 420 like i immediately know what's going on we address Mm -hmm. it we move on but no we just like owned this and these girls decided we're the thunder sisters and i'm bog water and the whole time they think i am saying bong water and i have chosen that for my name and they're like miss bolden thinks she's bong water (laughs) that's a gross name (laughs) (laughs) it is i'm like uh, sent them home monday tuesday they came back an entire week later, and they're like, you still bong water? I was like, what? I didn't say bong water. Like, I let them go home thinking their teacher was referring to herself as bong water for a week. Yeah. That happened. <laughs> yeah, you could get in trouble for that. But eh, I, maybe not. But it was in a completely... Innocent. Innocent space. Like, I couldn't believe I missed it. As soon as I heard I was like... Is that why you were laughing so hard? They're like, yeah, not because you were funny at all. I thought they thought it was witty. Like, nah, we just love when you quote the crudes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you were killing us. Yeah, and they actually thought they said I was bong water. So that actually flashed into my mind earlier when we were talking about the uh, reference to the mozzarella sticks and mini pizza. I was like, oh, yeah. Yet another reference that I missed. Yeah. There's uh, that not one as was vague as they though. Used to be, they're not as funny. But see, I said bog water, and you were immediately like bong water. Got it? Yeah. That. Do you remember that '70s show? <laughs> uh, yeah. That show was full of marijuana references. For sure. Um, I watched every episode. I loved that show, and I had no idea they were smoking weed. Really? Like, no. Even that scene where they're like around the table, and it's like I was just it was I had no context, so it just uh, I didn't get it. Yeah. And, then when I watched that show as a teenager, I was like, oh, they're using drugs. That's amazing. All along. <laughs> How did they know? Yeah, that's a good show. Mm-hmm. Saved by the Bell guy died. A screech. I just subject jumped, but Rest that's where peace, my mind Dustin went. Dustin Diamond. That's really sad. That is really, I mean, it's, I won't, I'm not going to lie. This is an honest podcast. It's kind of sad. <laughs> I don't know him. True. And to me, he's still a goof goofball you know sitcom actor who later did porn yeah there's that plus um everybody dies true but 44 it's a tragedy that's it's tragic for sure but i don't know just reminded me of it with that 70s show it's not the same it's more like that 80s show that was a show (laughs) yeah did you watch that one wait what that that was an actual show they tried no. It was really bad. I bet. 80s weren't cool. Um, no. No, they weren't. They were, like, to kids younger than us. Yeah. The 80s came back big. They with did. the fashion and the music and all that. That I... stupid drum and all those <laughs> 80s songs. We're, we're at the end of... I'm going to put a clip in there of that drum so they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you'll get it. Yeah. And you'll hear it when I when it airs. Right. And you'll be like, oh, he's totally right. That's an 80s drum. True. I, I actually think I know what you're talking about without mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I bet. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. I forgot what the name of it is. Uh, 
Well, I was just listening to the uh, sound of the inside of my mouth because we're on the same monitor. Well, that too, but but uh, the meat suit one where you were making a lot of mouth sounds for funsies. I made a few. Yep. <laughs> so I know what you're talking about. There's a, a tactic I like to use called the door in the face technique. <laughs> and it's uh, as opposed to the foot in the door. Foot in the door technique is to get your way, you kind of weasel it in, you know? Yeah. Like maybe if I wanted to be accepted by a listening public, I would start gradually. But, or I could just start the podcast with a motherfucker or a sucking dick joke. Yeah. And then immediately that filters out the bitches. And I think that's what you did. I know. That is what I did. I like that about um, a podcast. That's what's nice about a podcast because I don't lose anything if it sucks. Um, True. So I have nothing to lose. It's only gain. I'm trying really hard to make it not suck. Um, it's harder than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. What I've heard so far hasn't sucked. Thank you. So there's that. I listen to a few podcasts, too, so I'm not just only listening to yours. Yeah, I hope not. Yeah. I mean, but I feel like some people might just start listening to your podcast because they know you and they've never listened to podcasts before. Some of my guests have never listened to podcasts before. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard that, too. See, because I was listening Mm -hmm. to stuff. Good friend. You listener. Yeah, exactly. uh... I mostly listened after you told me I was going to be on here. Well, that's that's why I got to get more guests. Yeah. Um, it really is like that. That's what I wanted to do in the first place was I like I just like talking to people. Right. And I, I don't get to do it. You just don't have that much. No, you don't. Opportunity. Like when's the last time I've actually talked to you? That weird Zoom call we did. Yeah. Which was actually really fun. It was really fun. I liked that. Um, yeah. And that actually felt I, I was already wanting to do a podcast then. Yeah. Um, so I I remember thinking after that, like. Man, I wanted to just get into stuff, um, but we couldn't because it's like there's all of us there. And right. I remember I asked Matt if he was still, um, if he still was any kind of practicing, was still practicing any kind of like organized religion. Right. And everyone's just like, whoa. I was actually fascinated in listening. I just knew I couldn't contribute to that conversation. That's I wondered. Where I had wondered for years because. Yeah, no, he, I thought it was a valid question. Yeah, I thought so too. I don't even remember what he said. Um, so I'll ask him when he's on this show. I mostly remember a lot of Tom's rugs. On that oh, yeah. Call. That, uh, that was the most memorable part. It was just it. nice to see people hear familiar voices. It was. It's nice. But yeah. Tom and the rugs, that was pretty entertaining. Tom is an entertaining guy. Yes. He he's eclectic. Yeah. He's cool. Uh, he's got a unique energy. He's gotten. More eclectic as the years have gone on. Time will do that to you. Yeah. Haven't we all? Yeah, true. But, like, I didn't see him going that way. Like, if you just, like, looked at maybe, like, I don't know, freshman Tom or something. You thought he'd normal out? Yeah. Remember, like, sixth grade Tom? Yeah. He was even, like, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember? Uh Uh-huh. Like, he he was, yeah, I don't know. He got eclectic, that's for sure. Yeah, that's good. I'd love to go to Tom's wedding, and I would definitely take that picture again I'd at have Tom's to. wedding. I'd have to. He hasn't got one yet, so yeah. we owe the, we owe him the picture. We do. Awkward. I'm going to post that picture as the thumbnail to this video. Wait, which <laughs> one? Whose wedding podcast. did we get? Oh, I don't know. Whichever one I look the best in. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> you should do the one at my wedding. I, I looked great that day. <laughs> uh, I probably did, too. I will use that one. I had a good dress. 
That was a fun wedding, if it I was. recall. It was a fun wedding. And I almost don't, because I was very drunk. Yeah. I was super sober. That's probably good yeah. at, at your own wedding. Probably. I usually like to be sober at my weddings. <laughs> half the time, actually, only half of the time. That's so funny that you can make that reference. It's completely 100% a joke. I don't remember either one, whether I was sober or not. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't remember. Oh, damn it. I'm digging myself a hole. But I, You were I, super sober at the one that I got to go to. Probably. And it's actually weird, honestly, that I went to the first Which one, one you oh, you went to and the not the one? second one. That because- was the shitty one. Well, right. It, everyone was sober. It was the super shitty. The pastor tried to make me kick Alex Mack out because he, he had a beer in a church. <laughs> <laughs> he was the only one having a good time. <laughs> the rest of us were like, this is a terrible idea. Yeah, it didn't work out very good. But it's weird that I went to that one and then not the second one. Yeah, you should have came to Vegas. Yeah. That was, was a blast. Exactly. That was fun. And a good reason to get married. Yeah, it, you know, I agree. You know, it's just weird that I went to the first and not the second because, like, I'm actually friends with your wife, too. You know what's weird is that nobody expressed any concern whatsoever to me the first time around. It's like nope. people just trusted me, which you should do to people, I adults. Guess. But um, even just like a like a one of these faces, like, you know <laughs> no what I mean? No one did that? No one did that. Oh, see, for me, my what, first and only wedding... I had people, and I was engaged for a long time before I actually got married because he proposed on my 19th birthday, mm-hmm. and I didn't get married till I was almost 22, right before I was 22. We're I, getting into some actually some real stuff here. <laughs> Go <laughs> oh, ahead. It's Go ahead. It's going to get boring, but the point was- No, actually, I think it's just getting good. Oh, it's just getting good? Uh, I had like my mom and I don't, oh, my great grandma, who's like- Definitely a queen <laughs> was like not a fan, and she was like handing me some weird books about how I shouldn't do this. <laughs> <laughs> Did you read them? Nope. Because uh, you already knew what you were doing. I was just doing the right thing. So no, I definitely had people like this seems like a bad idea, mm-hmm. and then they like also you know when I was nineteen they're like well you can't get married till after you graduate college. My parents put that stipulation on helping me through Thank college. Thank God. Right. So I did. I waited till after college, but I think they did that because they thought that I would wait and therefore not get married. However, I just one can hope kept on keeping on, mm-hmm. and then got married after college. And they were like, "Damn, now we just postponed that." The inevitable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What is it about that age? What we like? You were talking about it earlier. How you. You said it's just like I did the right things. I went through the steps. Right. Got the degree, you know, then right. I got married. I did the exact same thing. Yeah. Like I got married like six months after I graduated from college. Yep. I, I was like two months after. No, yeah. one month after. And I just, I don't, I mean, if I'm looking at it from an outsider's perspective, and it's not me because I don't, I don't want to try to judge where my head was but right if i'm anybody else and i see that right. go down i'm like that guy just picked the first girl he found uh, like who yeah. fit the profile is like oh i need a wife hey there's one right um and no wonder it didn't work out yeah i mean and mine too had that whole age factor so i also had him like 
having more life experiences than me uh-huh. and like being like ready to more ready to be married than I was. And so there was that whole factor too that really freaked my family out. Like he's an yeah. old dude. Mm-hmm. Like now, sometimes it works out. But now it's funny like for me to think of him as an old dude, like your age gap with Melissa is the same. Yeah. Once you have life experience, like five years, like what's that? It's like nothing. Yeah. But when you're 18, that's a big deal. Which I was neither of those things. I did wait till 21 and 26 or whatever. Yeah, we were. It's just too young. It is way too young. When I see people doing that, I'm like, probably not a good idea, but best wishes. The one thing I think it did for me, though, my life lesson on all that, I think, is I like... I have no judgment against people's relationship problems now. None at all. Like I hear stuff and I'm like, yeah, life's rough. Like that's all I say. Like I'll, I'll support you. My friends come to me with the most fucked up relationship problems. And I'm like, that's terrible. And I'll be there for you on either side of that. Love will make you do crazy things. It will. And so I think I used to be kind of a judgmental (laughs) asshole before Life beat me down. <laughs> Your parents must not done crazy fights in front of you. They didn't. I actually, like, that's the other weird thing. I had my parents married the entire time until, like, my senior year of high school. So I had this, like, completely normal, easy childhood. Do you think they were waiting for you to graduate or be close to oh, graduating? No. no, they weren't at all. Shit, oh. shit went down. Ah, that's too bad. Yeah, it's a whole di- that's a whole different podcast. We'll get Mark itself. on here. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was like you know that's the other sad thing is I witnessed like how peninsula divorces work through my parents. Like after everyone was like, oh, there it's that couple's turn. We're all gonna talk about them. It sucks. Yeah. And then I it was sucks like to be that couple and it sucks to have your parents be that couple. Yeah. And I've done both. Me too. <laughs> yeah. It does suck. Um yeah, my parents we I mean, our house was real small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the walls were full of holes. So you could right. hear through them. Right. Um from him punching them. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, it, so I saw a lot of that stuff. Um, yeah, so I knew from the beginning of, like, when I entered the romantic world, when I, I mean, even as a teenager watching other teenagers, because right. I felt like I was, I started late. Um, I didn't kiss a girl till I was 16. It's because we were both fat kids for I know, a really long time. I know, I know that. <laughs> Nobody wanted to kiss me. <laughs> so Same. I, I had to wait. Yep. I also didn't try a lot, because um, yeah. I didn't want to kiss a fat person. <laughs> Oh, just kidding. No, w- you're not. It's well, no, I'm not, but it's not for the reasons that people probably think. Right. I, I didn't want to tarnish my chances of getting, like, the the hot girl. Sure. So I was like, I'll just hold out, <laughs> fix myself, get rid of this acne, make some money, in my get some money in my pocket, you know, start lifting weights, and then uh, I'll bang a 10 in a decade and a half. You describe most people in their 30s. <laughs> yeah. Um. But it didn't work out like that. My plans no. never really pan out. Um, it turns out I just meet people and then I'm like, oh, as I get to know them, I, I like them. I, right. I, and then it works out. It, yeah. Grand plans rarely, rarely pan out when you're making them at age 14. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. Yeah. But yeah. And um, 
what were we talking about? I don't know, but it was going somewhere good. <laughs> then we oh, got... we were just talking about making bad relationship choices. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and then domestic. We, we veered into domestic violence. Oh, sure. Yeah. On this oh, show, we like parents. to go veer in and out of yeah. serious topics yeah. and, you know, layer it with comedy. And, like, how your parents showed you that in mine, I had, like, I really have no excuse for my bad choices. You're human. Yeah. That's all the excuse you need. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Like, what What has she done now? You have to make choices. That's true. Like, some of them are going to be true. bad. Plus, you really don't know for sure what bad choices are the ones no. that are really affecting you because you don't. You know, you only get to see one view of things. Yeah, I mean, you don't know what could have happened. And people always say to me, like the whole, "Oh, but you like you have to be thankful you got your kids out of that deal." And like, I feel like such an asshole, but I know, and like it's even worse because it's a thing. As a woman, people struggle with fertility, and I'm mm-hmm. not one of them. Like, I literally was like, I would like to have a summer kid, so I'm gonna have to conceive that month, and I did because uh-huh. I can do that. So. That was one of the things, one of the struggle cards I was not dealt with. Uh, yeah. I planned both my kids, but um, people are like, you get your kids out of that. And I like say, like, who cares? Like, literally, crackheads have kids. Like, I could have had a child with anyone. Yeah. I could just find anyone. And you wouldn't have those specific kids, but you wouldn't know that. Exactly. And so I make that reference. And neither would they. Nope. But I will say, you know. My kid's dad is six foot five and extremely athletic, so perhaps that will be of some benefit later. Yeah, you probably got like a about a half of a. Ah, now, damn it, I'm cutting that out. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I have I have huge athletic kids. That's where I was going with that. Yeah, well, my brain is tired. I was gonna make a joke about something like some kind of a sports team with a bunch of big dudes but i couldn't think of one (laughs) (laughs) like every sports team well then it can't be every sports team because if i would have said you got yourself about a a, you know a fifth of a football team that's not funny that's two on the nose it's not the same Mm -mm. yeah like you got a half a roller derby team that kind of that would have been funnier yeah still not it doesn't work doesn't work but i'm not using that i'm just saying (laughs) as an example how it could be better than football yeah it would be but, I mean, that's my only only thing. I'm like, I mean, they they didn't, they got their brains, mm-hmm. hopefully from me. So, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll say, I hope they got his athleticism. And so that. You, you're probably athletic. I bet, I bet barrel <laughs> racing is more athletic than people think. What well, is? And, I mean. I, people call uh, golf a sport all the time. <laughs> that is so true. I mean, you definitely need some core strength. The the G forces in a turn that fast are pretty strong. Okay, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, no. Um, I like to put down things that I'm terrible at. Um, golf is one of those things. Oh yeah, I've only golfed once, and it was a Top Golf. I love Top Golf. Yeah, they've same. got the best little uh, fried chicken and waffle sandwiches. Really? Ooh, <laughs> love them. I just yeah. Pour the syrup and the gravy. That's where I learned to golf mm-hmm. that one time. Are you good? I didn't do too bad that What's day. What's your handicap? I don't know. Your height. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> Gotta get special clubs. <laughs> you do, though. Like you need a special bike to ride bikes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I have strange proportions myself. Like I don't think you have as long legs as I do. Not even close. <laughs> um, if we stand next to each other, my... 
ass is probably a whole ass length below <laughs> yours. <laughs> so true. If you could even find it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have like a 38 inch inseam. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a I'm a 34 probably. Um, I get a 32 just because I like to wear them high. <laughs> I spend a lot of time in marshy environments. Bogs. Yeah. Bogs. Ooh, nice callback. Bog water. <laughs> Don't want to get bog water in my booties. Oh, um, this. Yeah. Do you have booties? No. I have several pairs. Um. Anyway, where were we going with that? We're talking about pant length. <laughs> Long this is legs. Some hot content. <laughs> <laughs> kind of is. It's really hard for me to buy pants. Yeah. Got to head up Lane Bryant. <laughs> Another callback. We're killing it. Still no. I don't know. Man, these beers. I only drank one, and I'm. it's messing with my recall. I'm like halfway through the second one. I'm feeling better about the situation. Do you drink often? Mm-hmm. Not a ton, because my family's full of addictive personalities, Mm -hmm. and so I mostly do nothing, but run a lot. That's my addictive thing, like, to combat anxiety. I I call it running off the crazy. You ever think of trying heroin or meth? Mm Mm-mm. That's good. Literally, no. That was a test. Yeah. I figured it was, but I even, like, I went through a phase where I tried Prozac. Oh, that's worth trying, I think. Yeah. Doesn't I mean, work for everybody. No, and I felt like I feel when I have like f- those nights where you tie on like three to four strong IPAs. So mm-hmm. the next morning you don't feel awesome, but you're also not what you would consider hungover. Yeah, you like you might forget you even drank until like eleven when you're like, Why do I feel like shit? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm I'm hungover. Yeah. That is how I feel on Prozac. So ah. I decided I needed alternative methods so i mostly get up and even if i'm super tired i just go run off the crazy yeah that's a good thing to do that's what i do i yeah i not it wasn't prozac i tried lots of different things prozac was always too like name brand yeah well it was too the bougie off, for me it was the off-brand prozac if oh, okay yeah i don't remember what it's called but i don't either but, but i googled it and it said it was prozac only off-brand yeah i'm pretty sure prozac is a Selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. Probably. I'm not positive about that. That uh, sounds about like the Google yeah. definition. I took I took one of those for a while, and then I also tried uh, a selective dopamine reuptake agonist, actually, I think it is, something hmm. like that, called Wellbutrin. Hmm. Um, well. And that stuff was much better. Yeah. So, yeah, and instead of like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to try to explain it, but I'll just get it wrong. <laughs> but the uh, problem with that stuff is it just made you not, I, nothing seemed interesting. Like Exactly. It took my edge. Yeah. Nothing, I had no curiosity. No. Um, nothing, nothing, no passion, Mm-mm. no boner really, uh, if I'm being <laughs> honest. Like, uh, that would be a problem. And it's not, it's not like it caused erectile dysfunction. Like it worked fine. You just didn't care. I just didn't really have any interest in doing that. Right. Yeah, um, actually, probably right when I started, like, being more friends with your wife, I was on Prozac, and mm-hmm. and she was, like, she kind of thought it was weird, because I would just be like, you guys all need to stop giving a fuck. Like, that was my response to everything. I was like, mm-hmm. who the fuck cares? And so she remembers Prozac, Hannah, and, and agrees with my running off the crazy solution instead. Yeah. It's yeah. good to have a little bit yeah. of, uh, you know, the fuckets. 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but not too much. It'll ruin your life. Yeah, too it much. It will. It will. And like, you know, I'm totally for all of that to help people out. Mm-hmm. I just discovered for me, it took my edge. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I really think there is a there's a balance that you can achieve with any drugs. Mm-hmm. It, like to where the therapeutic level is reached and if you go yeah. much beyond that, you're you're going to be, you know, hit a point of diminishing returns. Definitely. And I think that is the the variability from person to person is huge. For sure. And for me, I I operate the best when I'm not on antidepressants, even though yeah. sometimes I still get depressed. Right. Um but that's okay. I'm a human being and I, I know it's happening. I'm not confused or like – I used to think when I was a teenager, I'm like, this is going to be how I am forever. And right. it's just going to get worse. And that's just not true. No. Um, it just isn't true. And, and that's the insidious part about depression is that it gets in your head. It and it, And it tells you that nothing's ever going to be enjoyable and that there's nothing out there for you anyway. And it sucks. It's it, It's like – the thing that's sick is also the thing that needs to not be sick to get you out of it. It's true. So it's kind of a vicious cycle. I don't think that I've ever been truly depressed. I don't think – I'm not going to claim depression because I think – I don't know. I've just seen enough people that I think struggle with it more. But anxiety, like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So bad on a daily basis, especially – I mean like recently, the last three or four months – Big time. But I just, I mean. Has COVID made it worse? No. I don't care about COVID. Just, what about just the general chaos of the world? No. No. That's good. No. I mean, I feel like I'm in my Long Beach hidey hole. So like, we kind of are. We are. And also my neutral stance on politics probably helps that. Mm-hmm. To where, like, I feel bad that everyone else is so upset, but I'm not. Me too. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm sorry that you feel my that way. pretty good. Yeah, but I'm okay. Um. But no, just the recently like single coping with that mm-hmm. anxiety just through the roof again. Just and, and it's, about the interactions or about the not having them. You know, I don't even know what it's about because honestly, I'm like still fine. Mm-hmm. Like my my day to day life almost didn't change because of the way that relationship was going. I still live in my own house. I still do all my own shit. I still don't have a person to count on. I still. <laughs> Uh, you know, like yeah. almost nothing changed. Got a little less attention for my attention to myself. That's no good. That's about it. Um, but like very, yeah. very little changed. But now you're on a podcast. True. So you're going to get at least like a dozen people listening to your voice. Uh, and that, that'll do it. Full attention. Full attention. Um, I'm actually, I'm up to 300 downloads. That's that's pretty good. It sounds good to me. I mean, I know that's not a lot, but um, it's like, only been two weeks. That's kind of a lot for two weeks, I think. It, um, it's not doesn't represent how many people have actually listened to full podcasts, but it might. I don't know. You shared your shit. Cool. I hope. I hope I, it's going to be cool when people who don't actually know me start listening to it. That would be cool. Um, or know every guest. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that even happens. I don't know if it really will. It might. Yeah, we'll see. It's but pretty entertaining. It's fun to do. Yeah. It's really fun to do. True. And I, I think that it's the kind of thing where, like, you'll get out of it what you put into it. True. If you try to make something cool that people want to listen to, it's true. it will do well. Because mm-hmm. um, it's it's a meritocracy, the podcast world. Like, the, if it's good, it will spread. 
True. And if it's not, it won't. But there's celebrities who have podcasts that don't don't do very well. That is, that is very true. But they probably don't write speeches like that. So I don't know. <laughs> that was gold. That was yeah. I I used to really really want to be a comedian or a writer or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean I I've always I still do. I actually don't know why I said used to. <laughs> I used to, but I still do too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like during the year year or so leading up to the pandemic, every month I would put on my calendar that I was going to go up to Portland. And do an open mic night at <clears throat> um, Helium Comedy Club. Have you ever been there? No. It's pretty cool. It's that a really actually cool. awesome place. Um, and they do open mic once a week, or they did up right. until that time. I probably never would have done it, to be honest, if it happened. But I've written a lot of shit. Um, you should do it. I can't now. They don't have it. But um, But they could. If it ever starts future. again, I would totally do it. Okay. I have a dear friend that... It's My daughter Amelia has a dear friend too. <laughs> it's not that kind. Not like Bambi. <laughs> but that is generally her recommendation for me when I come to her with my problems. Microdose? Yeah, like shrooms or something. And like my answer is always no. We're actually kind of a beautiful example of like why people should get along better than they do. Mm-hmm. It's like so different. Like I'm like her. I mean, and I just told you I'm not far right in all these things earlier. Yeah. But, like, if you look at the two of us, I'm, like, her redneck friend. Like, that's my hillbilly friend. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's, like, all hippy-dippy. And that's her solution to me all the time. Like, I'm, like, I'm I'm heartbroken. I just had a breakup. She's, like, you should probably come do shrooms with me. It's a good it time for it. It wouldn't be a it. bad idea. But she tells me that. And I'm always, like, no, I'm not going to do it. How come? Um, so it's, like, literally not going to do it. I know that you're not going to do it, but I don't know. do you know why? Nope. You should find out. It's just a hard no. You should think about it just in your own head and figure out why not. <laughs> and I'm not saying you should do it. Right. I'm just saying you should know why you're not. I should know why no is my answer. Because it's something that is really helpful for a lot of people. So yeah. there's there's no reason you should Man, I don't care. abstain and keep that away from yourself for no reason. But if you have a good reason, like... Even if the reason is just, I don't fucking want to, leave I me alone. I think that's probably my reason. Um, that's totally fine, too. Yeah. But it's just, I don't know. Like, we're, we're an interesting combo. It's Madeline. Like, she's going to listen to this. So, and, and she'll agree. But we've talked about this, and it's an open thing. We're like, we are so different. Mm-hmm. But yet, like, people should just, like, take us as an example. Like, our, our I don't know. Like, fundamentally we're humans so when i go to her for advice after she offers me shrooms or something and i say no then we just start talking and our problems are usually pretty similar Uh even though we're so different that's a great analogy for every relationship no it really is and i'm like why can't more people just not be assholes Mm -hmm. but we actually did go through a phase where we didn't talk for like two years because we were both young and assholes and she like didn't agree with me and i was honestly a judgmental asshole about her lifestyle choices Mm -hmm. and then and then we just like realized that's just dumb it is it's super dumb but i just wish more people could be like that we've walked in like we've walked through malls together and we walk into stores and i we just get a lot of looks because people can just tell like she had her long dreadlocks and you had your confederate flag shirt (laughs) i did not but i was wearing (laughs) cowboy boots so you know so you might as well (laughs) i might as well and they're like what are these two? Mm-hmm. What even are they? 
That's a beautiful thing. It is. And I just feel like that's a good example of like people should just calm down. They really days. should. Yeah. It's, it feels good to have friends even if they disagree with you about anything really. Yeah. But. Yeah, and then when it turns, like, as it turns out, we don't actually disagree on a whole lot when mm-hmm. it comes down to it. When I'm just like, nope, I don't want to do shrooms. And she's like, actually, she doesn't disagree with me on anything that I can think of off the top of my head. So maybe that's it. Maybe. Yeah. But even, like, the, a lot of people, like, don't actually disagree about the fundamental things. No, that you don't. It's, when you it's get about past just, like, that surface shit. Whose team are you on? Are you right. on this team or that team? And I think that's a dumb way to live. It is a dumb way to live. That's why earlier when you asked me who I voted for, I was truly not lying. She was lying. <laughs> I was not lying. I was like, no. And I don't even care that she voted for Trump because <laughs> I, I, you know what? She's my friend and I'll stand by her. She can make whatever decisions <laughs> she wants. And, and now I've just been so outed. Yeah. How did you make it back from D.C. so quickly <laughs> after the storming of the White House? <laughs> I did. What does Nancy Pelosi smell like? <laughs> I did actually inquire if that one dude with the weird hat and the horns was single. They're all just so crazy and anymore. I don't can't keep up with who's who. Yeah, I forget who I had. Oh, actually, that was Madeline too. I said, I wonder if that guy's single. And she said, I feel like he's very single. I would say so. That was her yeah. response. <laughs> very, very single. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Hannah, it's been two and a half hours. That's a really long time. It went by pretty quick. Yeah, you're going to have to cut some stuff. I'm I'm probably going to cut some, um, but we'll see. Maybe not. (laughs) I think you better. Thank you so much for coming, and I hope you come back. It It was really a good conversation. I had fun hanging out. It was good. Thanks for the beer. Thanks for having me. You have any closing remarks? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I should have something clever, but I don't. Um, You don't want to explain why you voted for Trump? (laughs) (laughs) Nope. I'll let the people wonder. Okay. All right. Bye, everybody. 